Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates Pirate. are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and watch the show and be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube what's on your mind on this tuesday you can jump in and chime in and be a part of the three hour ride today on pirate radio live coming up in about 30 minutes or so we'll talk to my co-host on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show billy weaver we'll talk some pirate baseball with weave as he will be on the pa call coming up next week for ecu and campbell which is a big game could be a huge game depending on what happens uh, here in the next week as east carolina continuing to try to improve their record but also improve that rpi and right now campbell one spot ahead of east carolina at 21 pirates at 22 in the rpi so we'll talk to weave about ecu baseball coming off the sweep they got old dominion coming up on the road on wednesday memphis in town this weekend we'll talk about that they were fighting after the nascar race on sunday we'll talk about that and our washington commanders doing a little uh, illegal cruton perhaps in nfl terms uh, going after andrew luck uh, that's they're trying to get some luck on their side clip that's, what that story's in the news well uh, we'll talk about that as well with weave coming up in just a little bit molly will join us coming up at four to talk more pirate baseball as we dive into the numbers right now where does east carolina sit when it comes to a regional what's their seed look like hosting a regional all that stuff uh, we'll talk about that and more with the molly man at four o'clock bryce williams joins us at five He's got a Pirate Radio Outdoors update for us. He had a picture with a big old bird that he sent me this weekend. And uh, Chandler, I'll get that to you so we can get that on the uh, YouTube and Facebook when Bryce is here to talk about his weekend. We'll talk about what's going on uh, with East Carolina. Look at some football news and notes. NFL schedule uh, coming out on Thursday. So uh, NFL will be in the news for a few hours coming up, it appears, on Thursday evening. And we'll talk about that and more with Big Bryce. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is here. And Ellerby is to my left. Hello, so Johnson. you hear about Christmas in July. Does this mean Thanksgiving in May, perhaps, with, with Bryce Williams? Are we expecting some sort of feast invite on this uh pirate I, that's radio a good out- question i hadn't thought about that you like know? i mean i know like maybe some sausage balls from clip brock maybe shirley brings a side dish i'll bring a side dish or dessert chandler just brings himself and uh i'm, I'm thinking pirate radio thanksgiving maybe yeah turkey jerky on the menu hey perhaps yeah i've never had wild turkey so uh at least not the bird yeah i've had the bourbon but uh absolutely so uh, I, I look forward to Bryce being here in hour three to, to hear his recap of the Pirate Radio Outdoors. All right, a uh, nice one outside today, a little toasty, uh, some nice weather here in eastern North Carolina as we roll on here on a Tuesday. Uh, Jerry, 
likes to single out folks he says hello to he says hello to the quiet and very humble chandler honeycutt who stays humble and hungry apparently according Mm -hmm. to jerry that's nice what do you think about that chandler well thanks jerry i I knew i was due up for a uh jerry hello because he gave one to you last week gave one to shirley yesterday i've been waiting for mine but i don't have to wait any longer because he gave me one today good to hear thank you jerry uh chandler i'm receiving word of echoes nope we got it fixed i believe (laughs) i got it we got it fixed start to think you mess up things just so you can fix them i don't no Mm -mm. all right good to hear i just fix them all right heidi ho clippo says eric hello eric hello steven jamie in the youtube chat and looking forward to a fun tuesday edition of pirate radio live all right um (laughs) steve hill says bob huggins has entered the transfer portal schools he crossed crossed off his list notre dame boston college and seton hall uh, anybody up to date on the Bob Huggins news? I heard he uh, went on a radio show in Cincinnati, and uh, I guess he didn't have a lot of nice things to say about uh, Xavier and, uh, you know. Yeah, let out a uh, homophobic slur and, uh, yeah, just tried to get everybody in there. I guess he thought, which is not even appropriate, I guess, if he's sitting at a bar with two friends, but, I mean, he just was rolling with it on the radio. Yeah. And uh, We're not going to play that audio, but you can go look uh, that up for yourself. It'll be very interesting to see what happens to Mr. Huggins at age 69. Is he going to be zapped at West Virginia, or are they just going to slap him on the wrist, and then a few months later he'll be back and ready for basketball this fall? All right. Um, yeah, we'll let Chandler get to work because apparently there are still issues with YouTube and Facebook. All right. But we roll on here on Pirate Radio Live. Um, where did I do? Oh, right here. I did my homework. Did you? I did yeah. I, I did my homework. I didn't do a very good job studying a lot of the things. because Our homework assignment was to go through the East Carolina football schedule today and then pick where we'd want to go back to school. Correct we at our current stages in life right like today like we were if we had hats on the table and we we, this is where we would announce current clip brock may 9th 2023 would announce where he would go to school correct uh so i did mine you did yours uh this is a great way for chandler to get out of his homework having to fix issues so do some work if that is the plan Mm -hmm. that is oh he does have a list of uh he has a list yeah should we just get his list i have a list but i fixed the echo nice good job well you said that about two minutes ago i thought it was fixed but i forgot to push it over okay in technical terms push it over (laughs) y'all y'all don't know anything about that that's in technical terms you're right but uh I forgot to press the button. All right, now I'm hearing uh, and seeing that it is fixed. Alex says, good work, Chandler. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, Yeah. great job, Chandler. I can tell you right now, it's not my fault that it was broken. It's not your fault. I don't know whose fault it is, but it's not mine. But it's not yours. I set it up exactly how I do every single day. Mm -hmm. Clip, who produced the show yesterday on video? That would be Chandler. Oh, okay. I do it every day. What, What kind of question is that? Oh, I just didn't know. But I was just trying to think of who we could blame. Yeah, if it's not you. Well, I don't if you know. do we, it we, every day. We've had technical issues for a while now. Is all of that my fault? And I'm beginning to identify what the technical issue is. <laughs> no, it's not me. Do not start blaming <laughs> Starts me. Starts with a C, ends with an er. <laughs> no. Chandler is the fixer around yeah, here. He fixes his <laughs> own. I want to be known as the fixer and not the broker. <laughs> you're a power fixer not a power broker oh my god all right so you're in on your homework yes all right he seems excited 
Well, do you, uh, y'all ready to go? B-school you want to do suck. something else instead? Um, <laughs> Since Chandler did his homework. Yeah, we could... Uh, Talk about the commanders? <laughs> Trying to get Andrew Luck? Nah, let's let Chandler uh, All right, no, this, show off his homework. Let's see if Chandler stays to form. Chandler, where are you going first? Uh, I'm going to the beach, baby. Down in Florida. Florida Atlantic. Okay, so yeah, I thought every other list he started at the bottom. This is the, <laughs> this is the first time you've picked the number one best the worst all right best the worst uh yeah i i thought about that i just couldn't i can't i couldn't i thought about fau because not only am i thinking about living conditions i am a sports nerd and i want to have good sports and i was thinking about hey some great college basketball at fau but then again there's good college basketball at michigan there's great college football at michigan i still weather aside i'm gonna want to attend some great games so michigan is my number one can i change your answer with just listen to my argument of why i went fau number one you're in boca the weather's going to be outstanding unless a hurricane comes through you don't realize how hurricanes in michigan you you realize you don't realize how close you are today baseball during spring training during the month of march that you could drive to a lot of major league baseball spring training games you're not too far from miami so there's there's college sports down there. You could go see the U play. That is a good point. So I mean, you're, you're about an hour from you know, depending on traffic. Driving, and you've driving. got yeah, pro sports. You got pro sports all around you as well. You got the Heat. You got the Marlins. And you, I mean, and and look, maybe a Clip Brock would like to maybe go to Disney World, which wouldn't be an unreasonable drive. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not too far away. But I'm I'm going FAU first based on there's there's going to be a lot of sports options and the weather there is going to be. I mean, you're going to be t-shirt and shorts guy year round. You're that anyway. But I mean, it, it's it's going to be very pleasurable for you. So if you want to change, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. If you want to stick with Michigan, then go for it. Nah, decent argument, but I'm not going to change. And you know, I, I think this late in life, I need to become a lake guy. So uh, and there are a bunch of lakes up there. Lake. Do you like ice fishing? Because uh, it's going to be frozen over most of the time you're up there. Never done it before. Look, I got Detroit right to the east of me. Uh, everybody talks about vacation in Detroit. <laughs> I'm not going on vacation. I'm going to sporting events. That's right. I'm you're going to, you're uh, just commuting. Yeah. Um, no, I, no. You made a good point. Uh, spring training does zero for me. Really? Yeah. Have you ever? You need to go experience a spring training game. I think it would change change your whole perspective. I like steaks, both eating steaks and having steaks in my sporting events. And there's no steaks in spring training. I don't know. Steak I, nachos. I just uh, I'm sticking with Michigan number one. FAU is my number two. All right. Who's number two, Chandler? You all right over there? Yeah, I'm just testing everything out oh, everything's boy. good they're fixing more stuff oh, there that mm-hmm. we leave him alone for five minutes with my argument he breaks something again uh number two uh is Tulane going to new orleans having, okay. having a good time a young man in his mid mid 20s it's not a bad place to be yep so so far no one has argued about any sort of academics of why we're going to any of these schools which is just we're just at number two in the list michigan's great academics which is why i picked them number two i thought that could give me a lot of opportunity there would be it'd be an opportunity to be at one of the biggest schools in the country i think you know so uh, I, I put michigan down at number two it's because i'd want to major again and probably extend my communications or athletics interest and in, in major up there and i could get a lot of uh walking around the big house and stuff all right uh the power fixer looks busy so you can just get in when you're ready to get back in chandler number three lrb you're not going to like this at all i'm interested to see where this school is on your list i'm going charlotte Ooh, 
I like Charlotte. I like the Hornets. Could jump on with the go to Panthers games, things like that. I, I don't know. I just like Charlotte. Did you just say go to Panthers games? Yeah, why not? Okay. Atta boy. I mean, I yeah, I like sporting events. Um, and I like the big little city feel to it. It's a city, but it's not a huge city. I'm going Charlotte. I'm going App State. Living in the mountains, a little skiing, uh, beautiful fall weather. Trees, yeah. Trees changing. Right. Just kind of a good college vibe town. Uh, my nephews went to App State. They had a great time. So I, I kind of feel like I got some good vibes. I've been up there. It's it's cool. We got Blowing Rock, a lot of, lot of cool little areas to, to hang out around the in, in Boone. What's your number three, Chandler? Uh, I think San Antonio would be a fun, fun time, a fun town, fun city. I'm going UTSA. UTSA number three on your list. Who's number four? Uh, I want to go to Charlotte and be able to go to Hornets games and Panthers games and enjoy the city of Charlotte. All right. I got Tulane at number four. Yeah. Uh, Same. I'm going down to the Bayou. I think uh, shooting over to LSU for some uh, college athletics would be kind of cool occasionally too yeah living down, living down in new orleans maybe maybe become good friends with drew Brees. yeah hit up the saints the pels good good sports place to mm-hmm. be around great food great times Corey glore hello <laughs> can't beat it uh number five i'm taking chandler's number three utsa once again i'm thinking like city like big not a huge city but remember, a city are you remembering the alamo I, I probably will never go there. Not interested. <laughs> but San Antonio. Charles Barkley says there's a lot of fat women there. I'd like to see that for myself. Charles Barkley said that? Yeah, famously. He uh, always talks about the San Antonio. Fat women. women. Yeah. Frat. All right. Uh, number five, Ellerby. Uh, I went Charlotte. Just uh, I'm a North Carolina kid. I thought uh, it would be there's Lake Norman near there uh charlotte's uh, still close enough where you could get to the the coast and uh you know a lot, lot of different options professional so i just went north carowinds carowinds yeah yeah <laughs> nascar hall of fame <laughs> right yeah i just i just the the being born and bred here in the state of north carolina drove me to picking charlotte before some of the other places i got charlotte number three on my list so i can ride the rebel yell uh once a week at mm. carowinds hands up if that's still a thing Hands all the way up. All right, Chandler, did we get to your number five? My number five is SMU. I want to go to Dallas and be able to go to Mavs games, Cowboys games. Uh, I guess Dallas. Uh, I guess Arlington. Go to Texas Rangers games. <laughs> all right. Number six. Uh, I have Rice. Go to Houston. Go to Rockets games. Texans game. This is all. This is nothing. We're going back to school, but all it is about like going to going to professional sports. Rice is actually a pretty good university, though. Duh. Rice is a good university, though. Tell, tell us, tell us what you, you think you'd be able to get in. What? You were uh, what number twenty, <laughs> number twenty in your class. Yes. Beta club. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to major in? Uh, communications. <laughs> messing stuff up. <laughs> I will say for the record, Chandler's not messing the stuff up. I'm just kidding. He's trying to fix it. He he doesn't fix it either. He right. doesn't do either. <laughs> He's just kind of there. Yeah. And uh and trying to to get through the show. All right, number what number are we on? 6. Six. I'm going to App State. I'd like to visit the mountains. I don't know if I want to live there. So You're going to be living there if you get down to your 6th choice. Well, that's why they're not top 5. Right. They're number 6. I App went, State. I went SMU. SMU. I thought Dallas would be, you know, you're right there in the center of the country in case you need to get east or west 
<laughs> to, to, that's to, a crazy statement to, to fly home or if you want to go on vacation but uh you're you're far away from everything east and west what do you mean well if you want to go to california you're <laughs> probably a two-hour flight if you want to come this way you're two or three hour flight so. fair enough uh number did you do six chandler six was rocks give me seven uh when people went to annapolis when pirate fans went to annapolis a few years ago it seemed like a pretty nice town i think Jonathan, you were halfway there and you turned right back around. Mm-hmm. So you never went. But For I the did see, game. Yeah, so I saw some people having fun in Annapolis, but uh, I got Navy. <laughs> All right, now, you know, <laughs> Chandler. Chandler. So, so the one thing people do have is fun in Annapolis, but the one thing you don't see is midshipmen having fun in Annapolis. They're not cadets at those bars, like, having fun. The, yes, the, pirate, the pirate fans and the purple and gold, they did not have to get up at 5 a.m. to do drills. Yes. So you are... Uh, you're going to defend our country, huh? <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to go to the bars and have fun. <laughs> Is that and then do it all over again? Is, is that Colonel Honeycutt over there? <laughs> I don't know if he thought this one if through. He passed out at the bar. I got a PT in the morning at five o'clock. Is Chandler more of a rice guy or a navy guy? I don't know. I don't know. You're ready for that navy lifestyle, Chandler? Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Clipper number seven. I'm going Marshall. Ooh, no reason. Uh, everything beyond this, I don't want to go there at all. Okay. Well, I'll I went, just put it that way. I, I went San Antonio. Thought it might river walk. All right. Of, yeah, I've never never been there, so it might be a fun place to live. All right. Admiral Honeycutt, what do you got for number eight? Uh, they got pretty good bars in Michigan. Um, <laughs> they have really good bars. Uh, they have fun in Ann Arbor. Um, but I got Michigan at eight. All right. I got Gardner Webb. I'm already a. <laughs> A little boiling, t- boiling Springs, uh, North Carolina. A, a little town guy. I'd rather be there than all the other places left on the list. Mm, I'm going Rice at number eight. Okay. Chandler, number nine. Uh, I can't stand to stay in the mountains for a weekend. I couldn't stand to be there for a semester at App State. Not a mountain man. Mm. hate the mountains. You're more of a soldier than a mountain man, yes. you would say. More of a soldier. Rice, SMU, whatever. I guess I'll take Houston over Dallas area. So Rice, 9, SMU, 10. I don't want to live in either one. Yeah, I'm going Tulsa, 9, Navy, 10. Now, Ellerby, out of us three, I could see surviving Navy because you do the F3, you do the workouts, you're active, but still kind of crazy to me that any of us are selecting Navy, not last. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very rational that we should all have it last, but uh, I, I don't want to live in West Virginia or in Boiling Springs, so that's my 11 and 12. Okay, all right. So, Chandler, where are we at with you? Number 10? Number 10, Marshall. Marshall. Uh, I said number 10, SMU. Ellerby said 10. Navy. All right, number 11, Chandler? I don't want to have to deal with tornadoes all the time. Uh, Tulsa. I don't want a tornado nor a golden hurricane. I'm going Tulsa, number 11. Hmm. I had Marshall there. I've been to Marshall. Nice people. Just, uh, just not. A, just not. It's just never been a great weather day when I've been in Marshall. So just kind of, kind of overcast all the time. It seemed like, but uh, definitely don't want to go to Marshall. All right, number twelve. Where the hell is Boiling Springs, and why would I want to be there? Gardner Webb. Wow. Ouch. Number twelve. Navy. I'm not cut out for it. I'm not even going to pretend I am. Which is why I thank the people that do. Uh, join our military and protect our freedoms i am not one of those people navy last on the list so we're not going to see the documentary clip rock navy seal 
negative so i look more like an actual seal than a navy seal right i've read some stuff and listened to some podcasts on navy seals their, their stuff's crazy what they're able to do yeah and i am telling you i could not do that right and but I'm you, not well, we're not even talking about you being a seal which is the best of the best we're talking about you just being a regular old freshman midshipman I can't, at, at age 46 i can't be there at 5 30 in the morning right so that part uh, i'm out right what's the last on your list uh gw I mean, there's there's it didn't appeal to me when i was probably 18 i didn't even consider it but i just too small a school too small of a town just not just not just not where i would want to be especially at my stage in life right now I, I i think there's a lot other places i mean i think i could suck it up and be in the navy at number 10 and 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 enjoy the scenery of of annapolis not in the bars like with chandler but uh but uh, certainly just not just not appealing to me to be in boiling springs all right uh there are the lists alex said ellerby's reason to go to two out of the first four schools was to go watch sports at other schools interesting interesting tidbit um Kaz said, I heard the food is great in San Antonio. Yeah, I, I'm down. My top five, and I'll kind of throw App in there, but I would not mind living in Ann Arbor, Ann, Ar- Ann Arbor, Boca Raton, Charlotte, New Orleans, or San Antonio. Like, where does the list kind of end for you on where you would want to go? Really, just at one. I would go to Boca. Wait, you had UTSA 11? No, that's a different list. This is my list right now. <laughs> okay. All right. This was, uh, what was, this was a different list when we did it. Okay, another, fair another enough. Another day. Oh, that was probably your bogus list about Jeff Trailer being the coach. No, this was the, this was the list of uh, win probabilities. I had Gardner Webb number one uh-huh. and I had Michigan number 12 as the, as unlikely to win that game. And that was my strength of schedule list right there on that. But this, this little post-it note is my, uh, I mean, right now, I mean, Live in Boca. I mean, worked for Elaine Kiffin. He had a few good run there. Yeah. Not, uh, you're not I'm too, down with that. I mean, it, this I, I've never been, but it seems like positioned very, very nicely right there. And uh, I mean, I love day baseball right around the spring training games. I think. All right. Speaking of wins, Ellerby, mm-hmm. East, the win totals are out. And I'm looking at last year's, so I'm not going to read that one. Uh, win totals are out for 2023. I believe I saw East Carolina was six and a half. I'm looking for it now officially. But I don't know. How do you feel as we sit here in early May when it comes to the Pirates getting to six wins, seven wins? This is crazy, and I'm kind of an all or none guy. And maybe, can you dispel this maybe? Do you feel like the Pirates are either going to be three and one or one and three out of September? Hmm. No, I mean, I think it can go different ways than that. Um, I could see an easy two and two. So you, if you were ranking them four and oh, three and one, two and two, What's or one and likely? three, or zero oh and four. I mean, I just I I see my top two as three and one and or one and three. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, what's your most likely record after four games? I'm hoping three and one. Well, I said, what's your most likely though? most likely you're gonna you're you're thinking one and three you just don't want to say it yeah that is true i am (laughs) i I am like right now i'm really thinking it but i don't really know how good marshall and app are you know i I know the app game is just gonna be tough because it's away and i just that marshall game is so i just i really don't think i don't know if anybody thinks east carolina is gonna beat michigan no that's a loss so i mean that that marshall game it kind of restarts your season at home um and 
if you win that one, then I feel like you're headed down the path to go three and one in the month of September. And then six and a half is going to be pretty easy, in my opinion, because I feel like you're, you're on chart to get seven or eight wins. But I mean, one and three out of September, that's just a tough, that's a tough way to get another six wins to get over that six and a half. Yeah, at this point, I would go under. I mean, somebody asked me the other day uh, thoughts on ECU football early, and I said if we get to six, I'll be happy. If if like if you could take six and six right now, would you take it? My answer would be yes. Maybe that's a loser's mentality, but with all the unknowns right now, specifically the quarterback position, really, and what we're going to look like there, uh, I would take six wins and another bowl game. There's a ton of unknowns for this East Carolina football team. And I think there's a, you know, like that Marshall team last year. Like, I mean, I, I can't wait till we start doing the previews here on Pirate Radio. I mean, that's a team that went nine and four last football season. Charles Huff seems to have kind of figured out a good little system up there at Marshall. But did they get depleted? Are they in a same thing that we just said? There's a lot of unknowns at Marshall right now. Or is it like, oh, gosh, we got eight starters back on defense, eight starters back on offense, and uh, they're ready to rock and roll. So that that's uh, that's why, I mean, I love that that Marshall game is in Greenville. I think that that's that's outstanding, but uh, that's going to give a little bit of advantage. But you, you got to be able to regroup after Michigan, and, and I feel like that's just going to be kind of a pivotal game for, for East yeah, Carolina. It's going to be a huge game. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a confidence game, too, because I just I don't know how much confidence we're, I mean, everything I'm reading about Michigan is, is that they're going to be tangling with Georgia for the national title, that this is Jim Harbaugh's best team. Their defense is going to be sick. You know, I mean, it's just there's a lot of things about that Michigan game that it's just going to be hard to answer any of these unknowns about East Carolina football. And uh, I mean, there's 117, 16 days until they kick that game off. But uh, right now, I just think like when I look at when I look at the month of September, I think three and one or one and three. Uh, Chandler, if I could give you six and six right now, would you take it or do you want to play it out and go for more? I, I would take six and six post Holt Nailers and the uncertainty at quarterback and I guess some uncertainty at wide receiver. I mean, I would take six and six. Jamie says the same on YouTube. He said he would take it. Anybody um, anybody not want to take it and play it out? And hey, maybe we could go eight and four. Maybe we could go 12 and 0. But uh, right now, I would take six wins. I would take another bowl game. Would you go five and seven and beat Michigan? Mm. Or six and six. Mm. No, that five. That's like App State last year nah. going to Texas A&M and beating them, and they didn't even go to a bowl game. I don't think want of the that. pub. Oh, think of the pub, and then think of the. No one remembers App went downhill after that. They knew they went to College Station and won. No, as somebody who has the beer for every fifth quarter, I don't want that because the. But think how great that Michigan fifth quarter is. Live in the moment. This is Cliff Rock taking your phone calls. The Pirates win 21 to 20 on a walk-off field goal or whatever touchdown pass. But. So we beat Michigan and then we lose seven games after that. Mm-hmm. Man, there's gonna be some angry folks. Randolph wants to play it out. That a boy Randolph. You 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 got guts. How many times would you hear what happened to the team that played Michigan? I don't know where this team Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can't handle that. So give me six. And give me a bowl. If you had to pick one win to win in in, in September, would you rather beat Michigan or Gardner Webb? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're going to go one and one, put put your which one are you putting in the win column? Uh, look, this that's a dangerous question right there, isn't it? Gardner Webb. 
Because <laughs> you can accept the Michigan. Yeah. You can't accept Gardner-Webb. No, and just the, the free fall of beating Michigan, and who knows what happens after that. What if we beat Michigan and then go 0-2? And then you lose to Gardner Webb, and you're one and three with a win against Michigan. You come out of September one and three. <laughs> Again, uh, I, I'm I'm going big picture, and to answer that question, I would take the win over Gardner Webb. How about you? I'm going win over Michigan all day long, baby. <laughs> College game day, uh, freaking uh, maybe comes for the Marshall game, and lose to Gardner Webb. It doesn't matter at that point. You beat Michigan. It doesn't matter at that point. I disagree. Sell your soul to beat the Michigan Wolverines, the number two team in the country. I mean... The biggest upset in East Carolina football program history. I get it, but I am thinking about, from the standpoint of just being here every week, talking about it. Right. But if you had removed yourself from that... (laughs) Well, I mean, now what are we doing? (laughs) No, who am I? We're just playing hop... What's my name and occupation and age? Chandler Honeycutt. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> former long wait am i a former long snapper no you're, you're in the navy <laughs> your your roommate is david robinson <laughs> admiral honeycutt in the navy just hitting bars just crushing bars in annapolis yes yeah in that case i want to see michigan go down right and then i can't wait till my middies roll up uh 70 on ecu later in the year right. chandler you can only win one michigan or gardner webb which one are you taking gardner webb look we are We've really matured. That's a mature answer, Chandler. That is just it cancel. You beat Michigan and you lose to Gardner Webb, and yeah. that just it's like a cancel out situation. Think of the high off Michigan versus the high off Gardner Webb. All right, so you, not, all right, look, no, think of the look, low. All right, think of the low, LRB. There is no low see, losing Michigan. Thinking. You think about the high. It's, it's rational thinking. It's realistic thinking. Well, I'm not. This isn't a rational question. <laughs> you beat Michigan and you're on that high, and it's great. But then you lose to Gardner Webb. I mean, that is just an absolute blow and knocks but you. You right got down. like three weeks before that game's played. You're that's not like about that. that's Mike Houston fire talk, losing to Gardner Webb. Oh, but he's got like three weeks of getting promoted somewhere else before that happens. If he beats, goes up and beats Michigan. Well, he's not going anywhere else if he loses to Gardner Webb. Speaking of losing to Gardner Webb, uh, Montgomery is back. Shane Montgomery. Shane Montgomery has been named the senior offensive analyst. So, Coach Mo, we got two Coach, two Coach Mo's, Mo's on staff on now. Mm. Two Coach Mo's. Really enjoyed the mic'd up uh, video of Coach Al Mogridge yesterday. Yeah, that's out they left in a, cur- a they curse. They left in a couple. My ears, my virgin ears, were mm, tingling. Crazy. All right, good discussion. All right, have fun. Come Come be, think of homework for next week. <clears throat> come out with come up with some more uh, irrational questions. I'll work on with that. ECU football. I will. <laughs> would you Would you rather Mason Garcia play all year left handed or <laughs> the kicker? Uh, <laughs> Should we line our center up where the left tackle is? <laughs> <laughs> let's get crazy, folks. Uh, football chat in May. This is what we get. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk a little football, a little Should baseball. ECU reach out to Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk about that with Billy Weaver when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. A lot more to go. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, love a good hypothetical Tuesday with Ellerby. Who would you rather lose to, Michigan or Gardner Webb? So you got to you can beat one, but you're going to lose the one. You're going to go one and one in those games. Who do you beat? Who do you lose to? Shall I put out a poll? I was just about to say. Um, I thought about that, but that guy that. <laughs> Who's the guy that said this is the most negative thing I've ever seen in my entire uh, life? Alan Wooten. Alan Wooten. I, his, his head might explode. Yeah, he might literally just delete all social media platforms. Uh, let's do it just for fun, Charlie. Let's, let's do it just to see Okay, if so Wooten... if we hear an explosion, we know what happened? <laughs> yes. Okay, head, that's fair. His head exploded. So say uh, you can, you're can. you going one and one in these games. You're going to beat one. You're going to lose to one. Michigan, Gardner-Webb. Who do you beat? Who do you lose to? You have to go one and one in the games. Everybody got it? Uh, do we have Weave lined up? Yes. All right. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Talk to Billy Weaver, who joins us here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Weave, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Hope you are, too. Yes, sir. A lot going on in the sports world. We'll start with ECU baseball, as the Pirates were supposed to play today. That got moved to Wednesday, as they'll take on Old Dominion. ECU coming off a sweep and a season sweep over Cincinnati, Weave. And, uh, boy, the Pirates have had the Bearcats number this year. That takes them just a half game back of Houston now in the AAC standings. But, man, a good weekend to, to pick up three wins, especially away from home, where the Pirates have struggled this year. Yeah, and that that has been the case, struggling away from home. Uh, at Clark O'Claire Stadium, they have just been absolutely tough. I mean, they've been really hard to beat. And, you know, the last game at Clark O'Claire, that was that was a tough one. You know, the 2-1 to one loss to, to North Carolina, I was at that game, and that was – it was a fun game, and it's, you know, kind of one of those games that if you're a, you know, a purist, a baseball traditionalist, uh, you love those type of games. Um, but, uh, you know, I – the wind was crazy with that one, and of course the pitching was outstanding. Um, East Carolina, East Carolina's had trouble with really good pitching this year, and I think with that they need to be a little bit more aggressive at the plate. Um, you know, and that's just outside looking in. Uh, Cliff Godwin, or you know, he he may he may tell you something a little bit different, of course. Um, but East Carolina, yeah, they have struggled a little bit away from home. It was nice to see them get that that sweep on the road and and. You know, speaking of, of uh, pitching, uh, Lunsford Shankman was just outstanding, yeah. and the, the conference, you know, uh, recognized that this week. And uh, you know, they'll need some good pitching again, you know, down the stretch. 
AAC Pitcher of the Week. And on that note, we've Cliff Goblin has tinkered a bit with the rotation. Zach Root has had a solid freshman year. He moves into a starter's role on the weekend. Trey is savage trying to get back healthy. And that puts Carter Spivey in the spot where he was last year, where he was able to win AAC Pitcher of the Year. Coming out of the bullpen, giving you important innings, uh, either keeping a lead in the game or kind of bridging a gap for the, the bats to get going if you're trailing in a game. And, you know, it's in one way, for some teams, it may be a little concerning to switch up what you've done all year. But for this team and guys accepting their roles and a veteran like Spivey, I like the move. Well, we get to see this young uh, Zach Root continue to grow as a lefty starter. And you got Spivey where he's best. So I think it's going to work out. And interesting to see Cliff Godwin make this move with just a few weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, but you know what? You've got to give credit to Cliff Godwin because he re- he recruits that type of player that kind of is like, hey, they're, they're team players. They'll take whatever role they uh, can get. They, they're all about wanting to help the team win. That's the good thing about uh, – and I think that's what – you know, Cliff's been why he's been so success, successful. Of course, one of the reasons why, obviously, some of the talent that he's gotten uh, to come to East Carolina. But of those talented players, you've seen guys that have excelled in different roles on the team, be it in the pitching, going from starting pitching into uh, the bullpen and back out, or guys that are also pitchers and, uh, you know, position players and, you know, amazing hitters. So he's been able to get the best out of. Uh, the players that he's gotten. And speaking of Root, you know, he played uh, very well against Old Dominion last time out when they played at Clark LeClaire. And so did Danny Beal. He pitched uh, a very good, I think he had five innings, nine strikeouts during that game. So, uh, you know, they they like the pitching staff. Um, you know, and one of the problems with East Carolina is, is it hasn't been the pitching when they've lost. It's It's being able to collect hits against opposing pitchers when they're having really good games as well. So that kind of takes me back to why I think they need to be a little bit more aggressive at the plate. Billy, we were joining us, East Carolina ODU coming up. I'm looking at the RPIs right now, Old Dominion coming in at number 68 weave, and then the Pirates have Memphis this weekend. And if, it's a big if, but let's say East Carolina can take care of business in those four games, it sets up a monster game next week at Clark LeClaire Stadium against Campbell, whose RPI is one spot higher than ECU's right now. Campbell at 21, ECU at 22. That would be a huge game, especially if you can go in that game we've winners of seven straight and you start to kind of feel like you did uh, at the end of last year when the pirates reeled off all those wins so some very important baseball coming up this week which could lead to a, a monster game at clark leclerc next week yeah I, you gotta you, you gotta kind of tip your hat to the talent in north carolina and college baseball between Elon and Campbell and Duke and Wake Forest and East Carolina, all these teams at North Carolina, NC State, you throw them all in the mix. I mean, it's it's been um, a heck of a good year for North Carolina teams. And East Carolina, you know, there's you look at their their non-conference schedule and, you know, from the outsider looking in, someone that doesn't know a whole lot about baseball, it may be not very impressive, Um but if you look into it and look into the numbers, there are some very impressive teams. I'm looking forward to the Campbell game. I'm actually doing the PA announcing for the Campbell game. And, you know, that Campbell has always been so very tough, especially on the road. We've seen that with 
Campbell and Elon, you know, those have been some series that have gone on for a long time. So, yeah, that could shape up to be very interesting for East Carolina down the, here down the stretch. Yeah, North Carolina, number 33 in the RPI weave. That makes six of the top 33 right now in the state of North Carolina. You mentioned Wake Forest and Duke. Wake Forest, number two. Duke, number seven. NC State, not the most impressive record, but number uh, 19 in the RPI. I mentioned Campbell, ECU, and then North Carolina rounding it out. So that is a very, very strong six of the top 33. And you've got, uh, what, five there in the top 22 in the country right here in the state of North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, we that's going to be a fun one next week for you to be on the mic. Uh, so uh, congrats on that one. That's going to be – you've been able to do some uh, some good midweek games this year, haven't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. North Carolina twice, and, of course, the first North Carolina game set the all-time attendance record yeah. uh, at, at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and we thought we might break that again, but it just so happened that the second game against North Carolina was a little unseasonably cold and windy, and it was kind of a tough situation. Like I said, very low-scoring game. There was still an amazing crowd there, which is also, I mean, you got to tip your hat to the the, um, the ECU fans, uh, not just this year, but always, of course, but especially this year, they've really turned out in droves. I mean, it's been, this is, I think this is the first time in a long time that it's been actually kind of hard to come across tickets sometimes. Uh, usually, you know, with with baseball games, you know, especially midweek games and, and maybe games against conference opponents on the weekend that, you know, don't have those flashy names like a Cincinnati or Memphis or something, the tickets would be easy to come by. That's not the case now. And, and I think, you know, you're looking at all the um, – the uh, improvements in the athletics uh, facilities over at East Carolina, because, of course, some of the big donors have kind of stepped up here lately. There's going to be some great additions to the facilities at East Carolina. I don't know. Maybe do you think about expanding Clark LeClaire to seat even more people? Because uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, when Clark LeClaire was built, there is kind of a way to expand the seating a little bit down the uh, third baseline. Uh, that would be fun to see because East Carolina's baseball program is definitely headed in the right direction and the fans are responding. Yeah, I go back to that George Mason game, and I want to say it was like the ninth most attended game all time. It was a weekend in March, and they're playing George Mason. And we've talked about this week where – you kind of wish that the fans would go out to see East Carolina no matter who the opponent is, and we talk about that with basketball and and sometimes with football. With baseball, the fans are there to watch East Carolina no matter who the opponent is, and you just hope it can get that way in other sports. And that's up to Mike Houston, Mike Schwartz, uh, and also up to the fans to to buy in fully to those programs the way they bought into Cliff Godwin's baseball program. But it has been uh, awesome to see, and I expect some good crowds this weekend when the Pirates take on the uh, Memphis Tigers. And then, of course, next Tuesday at 6, should be rocking as well when Campbell is here. We've uh, other things going on in the sports world. Uh, speaking of rocking, PNC gets rocking, and the Carolina Hurricanes responded yeah. with two great home wins, two dominant wins. And then the script flips over to New Jersey, and they pick up an easy win at home. So who is going to break first? What team is going to lose at home first? The Hurricanes trying to make that the Devils tonight when they play game four on the road. Remember, Weave, they were able to win game four in the first round, which kind of gave them a big advantage there. They'll try to do it tonight on the road against New Jersey. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who is in between the pipes because Auntie Ranta is still, I think he's healthy, just don't know yet whether or not he'll be the goaltender uh, for tonight. But, you know, that's the thing. You know, the Carolina Hurricanes have kind of been that, you know, in the playoffs. They always take care of business at home. It's always been tough on the road. That's just kind of par for the course for that that uh, that franchise. Um, you look at them, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're the number one defensive team in the playoffs at home. Uh, so when they're playing at home, they are very, very tough to beat. And if they can just hold serve, they've got – uh, they've got the, the, the home ice advantage. Um, and, and speaking of fans, like we were talking about with ECU, let me tell you something. There is nothing like playoff hockey. Uh, and I, I've had the, the luxury of seeing a lot of playoff hockey with the Carolina Hurricanes, including their run to the Stanley Cup championship. And when PNC is full and rocking, there's not a better venue for any sport, in my opinion. It gets loud in there. It is fun. The the fans stay engaged the entire game. I would love to see them back in the Stanley Cup Finals. And this is a team that's got the talent to do it. They've they've overcome some injuries this year. Uh, and like I said, if they can get uh, Ronta back in between the pipes uh, tonight, we could we could see the Canes come back with a three one lead to Raleigh. Talking to Billy Weaver, joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line, Pirate Baseball, Canes Hockey going on. Billy, uh, I believe I saw that the NFL schedule will be released coming up this Thursday, so that'll be a few hours where uh, the NFL kind of takes over here in the offseason and people will be looking at schedules, looking at key games, Thanksgiving, Sunday night, Monday night, all that. And how about our commanders in the news? Uh, Apparently... They kicked the tires on Andrew Luck uh, last year, saying, hey, Andrew, um, you know, we we could use some quarterback help. You want to come back and play some football? Uh, Well, Jim Ursay, Colts owner, says that if any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew Luck to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy. So uh, (laughs) we just can't stay out of trouble, Weave, there in Washington. But I don't know if anything's going to come of this. I did find it interesting that – Washington is uh, so desperate for a quarterback, they look to a guy that hasn't played in years, uh, and Andrew Luck, and has no desire to come back and play. Yeah, first of all, that does not surprise me. Secondly, the commanders, no matter who is in control, uh, no matter if you're in a lame duck situation with the owner, no matter what, they just can't seem to get out of their own way, and they're always in the news. And it never seems to be that they're in the news for something good. Yep. It's always something incredibly crazy, uh, and, and and it just goes through the spectrum of craziness in Washington. But you know, you talked about the quarterback position. That's just been that's been the Achilles heel of this franchise for the last twenty years or so. Is is getting a quarterback. Uh, there's been some talented quarterbacks there, but none that have been sustainable. I mean, they've gone after veteran quarterbacks that haven't worked out. They've gone through the draft. Uh, they've had injuries. I mean, you just name it. The list of, of reasons quarterbacks have not worked out um, in Washington is, is just incredibly long. And I, I think, you know, over the last maybe 10 years or so the the one that that kind of hurts me the most as a fan is the Kirk Cousins deal because although you know he's not a world beater um, yeah. I, I think if they were if if there would have been better relations between Washington 
the team, the owners, and Kirk Cousin, and, and they didn't franchise tag him twice and, and basically run him out of town. I, I think they could have built something there with him. Um, because with the talent that they've got there now at other positions, I think a Kirk Cousins would thrive in that. Uh, and it just never materialized. It didn't work out. Kirk Cousins wasn't happy there. The, the team didn't want to sign him to a long-term contract and yada, yada. So here we are again now looking for another quarterback, and it's still not happening in Washington. Yeah, they're going to give uh, Sam Howell the ball, it looks like, see what he can do, showed some flashes, but – is he ready to you know be a winner in the nfl we shall see in 2023 we've um uh, boy nascar denny hamlin won in kansas that's fine did you see the fist (laughs) flying after the race though that was the story yeah that that was that was a lot of fun to watch and how about this you know i think i i was i was going into this and you know nascar there no one's going to be penalized for that uh, so there, there are going to be no penalties handed down from NASCAR, and NASCAR is coming out has come out with a statement basically saying that they're going to let the drivers kind of hash these things out. And what they're going to do is that when it becomes physical, the officials will step in and and kind of you know take the reins and make sure there's there's no all out brawls and all that. Does that remind you of any sport at all? Maybe hockey. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if you if you think about it, fighting is okay in hockey. Uh, you're going to get penalized for it. You're going to go. You know, somebody's going to go to the penalty box. But you know, they let the guys throw fists until they hit the ice, and then the referees come in and break it up. I think that's the attitude of NASCAR now. And you know, they've said that a couple years ago, a couple years back, they it was the policy of um, boys have at it kind of thing uh and and you know nascar fans like that kind of stuff i like it i think it's interesting and as a matter of fact if i can't catch a full race i do everything i can to watch the start of the race because uh, that's exciting to me and always try to hang around for the last 10 to 20 laps because that's when it gets really fun in nascar and of course after the race now these two have gone on it uh you know noah gregson and um Ross Chastain have gone back and forth. They had a tussle at Talladega or, you know, on the track. But, you know, NASCAR, I I do have to give it to them that NASCAR has the attitude that they would rather these drivers get out of their cars and beat up on one another than to have those frustrations play out on the track. That's the last thing NASCAR wants to do. So kudos and my hat's off to NASCAR for that respect. And I agree. I'd rather two guys beat up on each other and, you know, maybe come away with a couple scrapes and bruises rather than, uh, you know, taking it out on the track and, and throwing a guy into the wall at 200 miles an hour where there's some serious damage that can happen, including death. So I think NASCAR has the right attitude in that respect. Great uh, great quote from Gregson. He said, I'm sick and tired of it, uh, talking about Chastain's driving style. He said, the guy runs into everyone. When you have guys like Chase Elliott and other guys telling you to beat his ass, everyone is just sick of him, end quote. (laughs) So he had reached a boiling point, and this was – they had their hands on each other, and then there was some legit punches thrown. So it was a pretty good one uh, there in Kansas. We'll see if it carries over. And you, and you know what the thing is, is you know if somebody grabs you and grabs your fire suit and pushes you and gets physical like that, 
you need to expect a fist to be flown, and that's exactly what happened. And once the first punch was thrown, the officials got into the middle of it, and, you know, kind of the rest is history. So I, I don't think that's the last you'll hear from these guys. Um, and like I said, they'll hopefully they don't take it out on one another on the track. There will be some beating and banging on the track. That's just NASCAR, and that's how it'll always be. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully it doesn't get any worse. And, Weave, I know you like the stretch coming up. you got uh, Darlington coming up on the 14th. You've got the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro coming up the weekend after that. And then after that, you got Charlotte. So you got a, uh, a nice little run here with some, uh, some old-school tracks coming up. Oh, Darlington is one of my favorites. It really is. The track, too tough to tame. She's called the Lady in Black. There's, it's, it's the, it's one of the toughest tracks on NASCAR, and it's one that's, you know, basically uh, survived a death sentence by NASCAR. NASCAR wanted to get rid of races at Darlington when they did all the expanding and, you know, into the Midwest and out west and into the, uh, you know, north and you know, all over the United States, and and, you know, they went down from having two races to one, and then they got punted on to Mother's Day weekend, and NASCAR thought that that would be the death of of Darlington, and they just they survived, and now they've thrived, and you know, they have the throwback weekend is always so much fun at Darlington, um, and and if I had to if I had to pick a winner, Kyle Larson has been one of the guys that's run well at Darlington. It's it's kind of his his type of track. He's never won there. He's obviously raced very well this year. I think he's would be my first pick. Martin Truex Jr., he's won there a couple of times. And, of course, Denny Hamlin's got four wins at Darlington. It's hard to pick against Denny, and he's coming off a win. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Darlington is always a lot of fun and one of my favorite tracks. And this is a good stretch run of the year, like you said. And the North Wilkesboro thing that's been a lot of fun i've been following that track on social media seeing all the updates and all the new things that they have done there bringing that track speaking of speaking of being left for dead north wilkesboro was one of those tracks and now it's come back alive so that's that's awesome to see we've good stuff uh enjoy talking sports with you today here on pirate radio live we'll keep in touch do it again soon and uh appreciate you joining us today man all right man we'll appreciate it Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a break, come back. When we return, we'll talk some baseball and more with the Mully Man, Mike Mullis, as heard on ESPN+. Plus. He'll uh, join us to talk about the Pirates' week ahead, look back at the Cincinnati series and more. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live on the way. You guys have baseball questions, comments. You can get those in as well. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Sales to Service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. 
If you're looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility, and they do it all. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, watching uh, NFL Live, and they just showed the Panthers projected starting lineup and we talk about a radical shift in the skill position players it is all new guys chandler for your team bryce young your quarterback miles sanders at running back hayden hurst at tight end you got dj shark who looked really good a couple years ago in a jaguars uniform you've got uh, adam Thielen uh from the vikings last year and then Mingo was the other Jonathan Mingo, the potential wide receiver. Yeah, the Jonathan Mingo out of nobody on the roster last year. No, and I love it. You love it. That could be concerning. That could be a good thing, depending on how it plays out. Mike Mullis joins us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Hello, Mullis. Hey, buddy. Five hundred team or not, Chan? At least a five hundred team. Okay, I, we're not below five hundred. Better winning percentage: the Panthers or the Pirates? Mm. Panthers. Well. Chandler said earlier, as did I, if you give me six wins right now, I would take it for ECU. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't at all disagree. Do you want to play? Uh, well, I'm not even going to ask if you want to play. You're, you're. I'm going to have you play. Okay. LRB's hypothetical game. Okay, go with it. You win one, you lose one. You're going one and one in these games. Michigan and Gardner Webb. You get, you got to beat Gardner Webb. Okay, I'm with you, dude. Thank if you, you lose you. to Gardner Webb, it's like. What does the Michigan game matter? Well, I, right, right. No, and, and look, it'd be great to. I mean, if we're going to do that, let's say, hey, let's win them both. But, but well, obviously, you know, yeah. but yeah, winning the Michigan game would be cool. You turn around and lose to Gardner Webb after beating Michigan. It's that's kind of a backhand. All right, uh, as we start our baseball conversation, Johnny Stats is in. Here Johnny, he comes. Come with, come with the thunder. The stats to consider. In the last 10 games, the Pirates have only committed two errors. It is the first time that has happened since 2017. That is a... Come on, Johnny. Where do you get that from? That's crazy. Uh, I guess this is the best 10-game span the Pirates have had error-free or lack of errors since 2017. Interesting. Yeah, I'm running the games back in my head going. (laughs) All right. Good weekend in Cincy, Molly. Pirates get the sweep. Had to come from behind to do it on Sunday. Had to get a heroic effort from Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman. Five perfect innings in relief. And uh, he is the AAC Pitcher of the Week. And this is uh, typical Pirates to find a guy that can get you those innings in relief. And uh, and Wyatt, the latest one to do it. But that was very impressive to allow the team to fight back, tie it up, and eventually win the game. Yeah, I think Johnny Stass can check behind me here, but I think his last six innings, he's not giving up a hit. Well, definitely five. five. Right, and then going back to Carolina, right? Yeah. So, yeah, what an effort. And, I mean, who would who else would be the pitcher of the week, right? It would have to take somebody going, like, complete game, no, no, or something to have beat that. So, uh, yeah, I, they did everything they needed to do, and the, the biggest win they got was the one they didn't play in, and that was the uh, Wichita State Series uh, not concluding. So now the Pirates go in you know, to the to, to this weekend or to this week chasing half a game instead of a game and a half, potentially, if Houston had won that game against Wichita. Yeah, we'll dive into that. Molly, this is pretty hilarious how this works out. So Johnny was on Facebook posting his stat, his error stat, 
at the same time jamie is on youtube saying question for mully is the fielding questionable this year more errors than normal any worries wow. for mully somebody needs to follow <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to fact check johnny I, I you know it's kind of one of those deals where i think some of the errors have been glaring errors and we have a tendency to remember uh, a drop fly ball in the outfield we have a tendency to remember you know the ball hitting no watch glove going out of the park in durham there's been some incredible plays especially in the outfield with you i mean hooves had a couple that are just tremendous uh and and i would say if if i'm describing our defense it's kind of like if we're if we're kind of comparing this to a quarterback we're saying hey our defense is hey just don't lose the game right we don't need you to win the game just don't make make in other words make the routine plays and i think they're pretty yeah, fairly proficient of that and moylan has been a huge part of uh of that success with the first base he's played do you know the numbers so right now starling 47 games barini 44 amac 47 your infielders are going to have errors during the season what's a good number i have the numbers of errors and your experience do you, what's a good number and those are going to be different by position right because Let's you, expect, start you expect your shortstop to handle more plays so if a guy gets to more balls and makes throwing errors that number is going to be eight nine ten for a season for a season okay. you know and, and that's pretty exceptional Barini's at five right now and that's a, again Barini's not an overly rangy guy so you don't expect he, and I say that he, he will show you some range every now and then but I, you know I go back when I think of a really overly rangy shortstop that East Carolina's had I would have to go back to like Delfino and that dude got the balls that other people only dreamt of so you would expect more throwing errors out of a guy that gets the balls that he might you know maybe shouldn't get to your third baseman's not going to have the same number of opportunities, and I know Amax had a number of throwing errors this year. Six seems like a bit that's, high. That's about where he needs to be done at. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Like yeah. that. Like we, we no more room for 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 error. And and really going back to second base, very similar to what you would expect at third. Three for Starling needs to be. Uh, cool, about, you know, and and what skews this too is the shift, right? So you can yeah. have guys. Your shortstop could theoretically be playing in a second base slot, or your more aptly your third baseman playing in the you know in the true six hole so that you know that kind of uh that maybe that 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 ball that somebody throws away that wouldn't have otherwise been able to have fielded uh you know goes against them where in the past it would have so uh, you know a lot of bearing on that but that's I, I those numbers are not alarming especially if that's where we wrap the season up and that's pretty close uh, Jamie says Wilcoxon dropping balls behind the plate. Is this going to catch up to them? How do you practice to fix that? You know what's funny about that is, is and I think Clip, you and I have had this conversation that you could fall in love with our catching with both of them, and and then it's that one, that one ball that bounces off a of mid or gets away, allows a base runner to advance, or even I mean it's something you very rarely see in college baseball. But I can't remember if it's game two this past weekend, but Wilcoxon has a called strike that bounces off his mitt. You know, and that, that stuff that that doesn't go in the books as an error. It feels like an error, and it's even worse because everybody's looking at the catcher, right? Even the camera. So, uh, but, th- you know, that's a concentration thing. Clearly, when you catch the number of balls those guys catch and then you miss the one, it's because you kind of took that that pitch off mentally. Uh, unless you just get absolutely crossed up, which is very obvious when that happens. I was watching Braves and O's on Saturday night, and A.J. Prasinski was on the call. 
and they asked him what qualities are you looking for in a catcher and he said number one hands number two arm and then you get to the bat but he was talking about adley rutschman and sean murphy two of the top catchers going in baseball right now and and how the the hands is the number one deal he says when it, it comes well, to catchers. And, and right now in the in the in the era of baseball that we're in if you watch you know catching used to be more of a a, a box kind of deal you kind of worked a box now it's the you know they're uh, they're up and then they go down and they're working back up and into the yep. zone and you got to have pretty special hands to be able to do that, especially when you're catching the type of velocity and movement that the guys are at the highest level and even, you know, at the Division I and, and at the college baseball level period. So I, I would think that's right. I, you know, if I'm putting together the perfect catcher, yeah, he's got to be able to receive the baseball. Uh, but, you know, the intangibles for your catcher are equally as important, and that's the ability to kind of win the trust of the staff. You, you, again, everybody's looking at the catcher, right? That's it's the whole, the whole. Every player on the team is looking at the catcher every pitch, body language, all those things are critically important. Taking control of a situation, you know, we've got runs on first and third, or maybe there's a bunt in order. That catcher's got to be able to come out and kind of command the moment. Mike Mullis joining us, and uh, Mully. Another Cam Clanch question, uh, as Jamie says, McChrystal, Amax, slumping, according to Jamie. Uh, do you find a way to get Clanch in there somewhere? You know, I, he can't catch. You know, he can't. I mean, yeah, I, I look, and I that it does baffle me a little bit. I, I I would, and I would be lying to say it doesn't. I I, I am a uh, a fan of what he does. He brings a certain amount of athleticism. Um, he he finds the baseball a lot of times with the barrel of the bat. I think most similar to him on the team is probably JC with the with the looseness of the swing and the ability to find you know more more barrel contact. So I yeah I, I and I think maybe going going away maybe that's where you see it and, and you know he's the guy that could be a uh, a spark plug a pivotal part in what the Pirates want to do here in the next eight games and then on into the postseason well we've seen uh, the pitching change a little bit from Cliff Godwin going to your guy Root uh, as a starter putting Spivey back where he excelled last year and has excelled in the past in a reliever role we'll see if he makes any changes offensively here late in the year yeah you know and the, the deal with Root you know that was one that we kind of talked about early on that I really felt like he would end up in the weekend rotation yeah. I, I didn't I never thought he would um, maybe be the Friday guy, and I think you know right now with where with where the Pirates are going into the part of the conference season that they're going into. So they, I mean, quite frankly, these next six games are obviously all very winnable, and the expectation, especially of of us in in Pirate Nation, would be that they do win them. But um, you know. I don't read too much in the route going into that Friday night spot. I think it's a combination of all the juggling of those pieces and realizing how, you know, looking down at the schedule going, okay, how does this line us up for as we go into the conference tournament? Right. And and then for a regional, and you would think that Treya Savage is still your number one, right? If healthy. If healthy, you yeah. would, you, I mean, you would think that way. And, I, you know, I think if you're really trying to, 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 to hang a label, I mean, I think Groves is probably your number one right this second. As much as I, I mean, I think Root's upside is tremendous. I think that you know we got a lot of fun watching that dude over the next you know two three years. But um, and that's man, you know it's it's not like again uh, taking it to, to football. It's not like uh, when you say hey we have three quarterbacks. Typically that means you don't have one. Uh, in this situation, 
you know, you need five legit starters to do what you want to do in the postseason, at least four. Uh, and then the guys like, you know, coming out of the bullpen, Luck for Shinkman, and, uh, you know, the innings that they've been able to get from Ginn. I mean, he's given them some really good kind of sneaky innings as well. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I you know, I think the staff is in a really good place, especially if you can inject a healthy Savage and you build him back to where, you know, you see him maybe not until the conference tournament at any extension, at any length of outing. Robert says, why can't they win on the road? They literally just won three games on the road. Yeah, and I think before that, if you look at the team records uh, of of the, the teams that we were largely playing on the road, there's 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 a difference and and again a lot of those teams you had come here and we won at home so it's you got to kind of look at the totality of the circumstances we're looking at a team that i think is going to hit that 40 win number uh i think we're over this next eight games i i mean i would feel very confident in six and two maybe being the worst case scenario i think there's a real distinct possibility of 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 uh you know of eight and oh um, but 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 I don't think it's worse than six and two, and that does what you need it to do. Especially if if you get those six wins in conference, and Houston were to drop a game, now you put yourself back in a position to win the conference. I like when I look at this a lot, especially like in football with Washington. Like if they win this week, man, it sets up a big one next week. Yep. And for ECU, if they win tomorrow and this weekend, it sets up a monster one with Campbell next week. It, that's a monster you start. Way. It, it is, but you start thinking about potentially hosting again. That's right. It, that's a monster either way, and that, that so yeah that that is the um, that is the one that you can't look past all these other ones to get to, you know, as a club, and you're going to take the best bullet that these conference teams have. Because they're the only thing they can do at this point with their seasons, and in other words, to salvage their seasons, this would constitute that salvage by, you know, upsetting the Pirates and having the ability to impact the overall picture. Mike Mullis joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, how does Mully think this loss game for Wichita State and Houston is going to affect ECU in the conference race? It actually makes things a little more simple. Hundred percent, hundred. I mean, they, the Pirates won four games last weekend. They won the three that they won on the field, and then they won the game for the fact that that game wasn't played. It, especially, it would be a way bigger deal if Houston had a chance to win that game again. That would give them a game and a half lead right now, which means they would have a. We would nearly have to sweep, and they would have a game they could drop and still win the league by half a game. So it's a that that's a huge deal, and quite frankly, as a coach, you start looking at those things and going, "Hey, man, that are the moon and stars, and is everything kind of aligning?" Uh, for this to be a, a special situation. Speaking of uh, coach, Austin Knight was on the Brian Bailey show on Monday and uh, addressed this. Jamie says, do you think Spivey is okay with being moved to the bullpen? I know it's not a demotion, but can that affect him mentally, or does he like that role better? If you I, listen to Austin Knight... I, I, don't, I, I didn't hear what Austin said, but I'll tell you what I think he probably said. That's where the kid wants to be, and I think yeah. you're seeing that in the product that's on the field. I mean, it... Pitching out of the bullpen is a 100% mental thing, right? The the physical execution um, is is no different, right? The, 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 if there is a difference is you have to find yourself trying to go deeper in outings, kind of more of a pitchability thing, uh, managing what you're showing the opponents uh, too early in the game. In other words, I don't want to break out all three pitches first time through if I can help it. You know, I want to manage that down so it gives me another little something to come at them with in the, you know, the third time through the lineup. Now, obviously – 
the, the pitching philosophy of East Carolina is they will not hesitate to move anybody at any time. We've seen yeah. dudes throw one pitch, and you know, I mean, we've seen you know, kind of seen it all. So, I, you know, I don't know how much that factors into the way that you know what their mentality is with their with their you know starting staff. But I will tell you that I think he's comfortable there. I think he probably feels a little sense of relief there. And some guys, um, you know, some guys are, are just better in that role. Mike Mullis joining us. We got some major hail action going yeah, on. Yeah, wow, where's uh, that? Winterville, oh. uh, the Winterville area, and some storms going on outside. Um, good Q&A. Can you hang out one more segment? Yeah, this will dampen the first round of the playoffs tonight. I wonder how many, how many teams will get it in. Good point. High school. Uh, we will talk more ECU baseball. A couple of things on Mully's appearance today. Eric says, with those glasses on, Uncle Mully looks like a detective who tries to get his suspect to snitch by offering a cheeseburger and soda. Okay. And said it's a great look. Thank you. Um, Craig says, Mully's coordinated today. It's amazing how closely his shirt matches his head. <laughs> I will say. My shirt matches my head. From the video, it, okay. it's a pretty uniform look. So great insight molly and people like your look as well no thank you all right uh let's take a break johnny's got another stat for us uh we'll get to that and more when we return pirate radio live on a tuesday after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, more of a uh, observation or a hope from Johnny Stats than a stat. Remember Ricky Castro came in here, Mully, and mm-hmm. shut down the Pirates? He said Tulane's Ricky Castro has pitched well in winning three starts in a row, including shutting out the Pirates. Hopefully he can make it four in a row when he faces Houston this weekend. So Tulane on the docket for the Cougars, who the Pirates are chasing right now. That's right. I remember asking uh, Corey Glore before the game, I'm like, so how far do you think Castro, oh, man, if he can get us into the fifth or sixth, it'll be it'll be amazing. He did a little better than that. Uh, he, that he did. That <laughs> he did. Uh, Jamie says, how is Mully's schedule for calling game set? He's on some home broadcasts, not on others. Always a little disappointed when he's not on a game. Man, I appreciate that. No, it's kind of a kind of a as needed basis. I don't know uh, right now what the schedule is. The rest of the way, the next thing that I know that I'll be calling is the three A four A state high school baseball championships, which hopefully will have some local flavor uh, in that. But it, that's um, that's the next thing that I know for sure we'll be doing. Other than that, I I don't know. So uh, Conley Rose in action, hopefully tonight. Yeah, on yeah. The baseball right. side, and and you know they've expanded the field so much. Obviously, those both of those teams are really good teams and have every chance in the in the world to to be in High Springs. But it, it, it's it's quite a robust field of uh, of teams that are playing at this point. So over the next couple of weeks, it'll get 
you know, really, I say next couple of weeks, but by this time next week, it'll be be a little more interesting and a lot of fun to keep up with. All right, Molly, I want to bring, before you get out of here, a, a conversation up um, from off the air to on the air from a, a baseball game recently. Okay. So, Pirates are batting, I think it's 6-1 to one in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. And you got a base hit. All right. Uh, let's try to get some insurance here. We talked to Josh Moylan yesterday. Uh, Josh Moylan is up. Shift is on. uh, Wide open there on the left side. Uh, Did not get the call from Godwin. This was his own decision. To and he said the pitcher was handleable. The pitcher's not throwing. Yeah, that was that was ninety eight or whatever. That's a huge factor in this whole story. Is that the pitcher was a guy that you would like to hit off of. You would you could hit off of also easier to bunt off correct than others. He lays it down uh, the third baseline. All right, Molly. I'm like, ah, come on, man. Yeah. Carter Cunningham up next. Next pitch. Bunt down the third baseline. Both runners on. I'm like, man, come on. Base is loaded. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's get some runs. You're like, hey, yeah, swing the bat. bat. Yeah, I mean, look, these, again, I I want to say, hey, we're trying to build a head of steam into this thing. Look, it's good, headsy baseball. I get up. But you're up 6 1 against a guy that really. You should be clamoring to get a bat and at bat against this guy, and I really wanted to see, I want to see those guys just go up there with that confidence of, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get a pitch hit, I'm gonna drive it. That, I just wanted to see that kind of coming out of the weekend. Not that there weren't other, you know, instances that they did that during the weekend, but I just, I mean, I, it, you know, I, I didn't want to see them lay it down. I do appreciate the fact. That they read the field and took what was given to them. What I also found was interesting is it popped up in the broadcast there that the Pirates have had five consecutive hits or whatever, and it was like that's but that's baseball. And those hits were bunt bunt. Before that, it was a, a, a nice yep, shot. Yep. Then you had infield single, right? And then you had the oppo home, home run, grand slam. Yeah. And I, you know, I guess the way I was looking at it is I, I just want to see those guys get off some good swings, some confidence builders against an arm that. Um, that they should be able to do those things against, but hey, again, if he read the if he read the defense and said, "Hey, I'll beat the defense and and you know and and I'll take what's being given to me," uh, so be it. It is it's not bad baseball at all. I just like I said, I would like to see Moylan run a ball out in the gap somewhere. Moylan kind of deserved that too, though, because he even brought it up like uh, game one in particular. Um, he hit a ball hard right center field. Several yeah, yeah shots that were called so. Uh, but hey, it, was it more? Was it situational? Like if the score was different, would you have had a big problem with it? Or yeah, no. If it was a much closer game and they're trying three to, to two, in yeah, the night. yeah, three. Two, oh no, look, no question. Matter of fact, three two tonight, they're probably not giving them that. I mean, I, I don't know how they would run their 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 defensive lineman, but I um, yeah, I, I would have felt differently. I just felt with a five run lead that late in the game this is a chance for a couple of these guys to again just stay hot keep driving balls and you know that's my uh, maybe part of my thought process too Moylan had really good at bats for the vast majority of the weekend and I'm thinking like off this guy in this situation work yourself into a hitter's count and and let's let it fly and you know have a little fun with it but he took what was given to him kudos to him I just would have liked to have seen a little more aggression. All right. Uh, there you go. Mike Mullis joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. ODU coming up, then Memphis Mully. Uh, Pirates uh, took care of ODU first time around. 
Uh, you remember anything about that one? Yeah, I, you know what? Wait, they I, are. I, I want to say they have thirty wins this year, something like that. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're having a, a, a competitive, you know, competitive year. I, I will tell you, interesting to me, and I uh, the with the travel situation as it is in college baseball and the difficulty of travel as it is globally right now, it's really making a plea for more regional scheduling because you know you've got ODU held up in an airport for you know 48 hours or however long 36 hours however long it was um i mean and and just the impact that that could have uh on the game um i i, I just think we're getting closer to that it, it, it i think you end up in a position where you have one of two choices either charter everywhere so you have more control over it or we go to a regional schedule and you know you look at uh what Tulane charters everywhere so that's kind of part of their that's why they travel as much i mean i, I remember d- doing that game they had, at that point in the season they had traveled almost like it was like 11 10,668 miles i think is what the graphic was so and i guess ecu did on sunday home, like they they commercial out charter home yeah. kind of thing so who uh, said they played at one and were at home by seven yeah 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 they the, the, the plane was ready for them yeah so um i you know if 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 East Carolina wants to continue to build the program or continue to, to see the program on the incline and become the national power even at the next level, I think chartering for these guys is something that's got to be considered so that they can go play some of these, um, you know, series. The Cal State Fullertons of the world, which, you know, coming here next year. And, um, you know, some of the things that we've seen, we've seen them go to Arizona State in, in, in the past and different things. For that to happen, I, it's just going to be increasingly difficult to do it with commercial flights. Mike Mullis joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. And uh, Mully, Braves beat the O's two out of three. But I was telling you over the weekend, you need to dive back into your O's well, fandom. They got something going here. I'm an orange. <laughs> uh, they are, they've gone from pretty feisty to pretty good i think and they are young they might they be are here ta- to stay. young and talented it kind of reminds me of the braves a few years back right. where you go hey they got some good guys at different places and real key pieces and you have to wonder um what the trade bait is going to be for them to get over the hump and at some point you're probably going to see one of those young folks get dealt i don't think it'll be adley rushman but i think everybody else may Could be, be a connor norby well i would like to see them make a move and to, to make roster space and bring norby in and save the money on the big league side and you know maybe use that as some uh some you know trade bait or whatever so uh yeah they, they they're good i mean they, they're they are good I, it's um it's interesting. It's and it, but three years ago they were just awful. Yeah, and this is the way you do it in Major League Baseball. You completely crash it and then hope four or five years down the road you're okay. Unless you're the Yankees, then you go out and pay a bunch of money and you're still bad. <laughs> yeah. Do any chance? Uh, what are the odds the Hurricanes are on your TV at some point tonight? I, not into not, it. Not very good. I mean, I just can't get into it. And I have heard nothing but just great things about going to a hockey game. I've got good friends that just absolutely love it. I, I've just I've never done it. I don't really I don't really understand it. And I'll be flipping around. You uh, been to a game? I, no. Hey, not, let's go to a game next. Let's year, go. Buddy. I'm in. I uh, I uh, I'll be flipping around ESPN Plus, checking out some of the college games that are playing tonight. All right, Molly. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. Safe travels. Yeah. Uh, I don't have far to go. Yeah. Um, we got power out. We got hail in Winterville. Wow. All kinds of stuff's happening wow. out there at the homestead. Uh, all right, let's take a break. More to go. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. We'll see what all is going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. A lot of games going on. We'll talk about it when we return after this. 
baddest part of town. And if you go down there, you better just beware of a band named Leroy Brown. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Hope everybody's getting around good out there. As uh, I've been seeing some pictures from my home and there are... Uh, branches everywhere power line down in front of the house so uh, a lot of issues out there with these storms rolling through hail and otherwise here on a uh, stormy tuesday in may across eastern north carolina all right good q a with mully there talking ecu baseball pirates and monarchs going at it coming up wednesday at three o'clock we'll be following that one along throughout tomorrow's show with our guest I still don't know. I got to find out if P Mace is going or if he'll be here in the studio. We'll talk to him either via the phone or in studio uh, during tomorrow's game. So, looking forward to uh, some midweek baseball for East Carolina. Looking forward to what's going on tonight, including game four of the uh, second round, the Stanley Cup playoffs in the Eastern Conference. The Carolina Hurricanes, two to one series lead coming off allowing eight goals it got away from them early really in that game it was three nothing in the first period an onslaught for the devils and thought something like that was going to happen with the game returning uh, or going for the first time to new jersey so carolina 2-0 at home in the series 0-1 on the road exact spot they were in in the first round against the islanders and they were able to win a game four on the road they'll try to do that tonight uh devils are a home favorite against the carolina hurricanes also kraken trying to take a commanding three games to one lead in their series against dallas there at home carolina jersey at seven o'clock on espn dallas seattle at 9 30 on espn uh, coming up tonight in hoops, it is game five between the Celtics and the Sixers. And that series is tied at two games apiece tonight on TNT. And then at 10 o'clock on TNT, the Suns win two at home. They will face uh, Joker and the Nuggets coming up. That series tied at two apiece as they go to Denver. So Chandler, playoff Kane bandwagon guy. Do the Canes win on the road tonight in Game Four? I mean, that's what kind of that's what happened the last series against the Islanders. I think you mentioned it earlier, but they they took care of business at home, went up two to nothing in the first road game of the series. They lose in New York. They actually lost by four goals, like they did in this uh, past game. 
uh, against the Devils. So if they can kind of continue the trend of winning in game four, I think they can do it tonight. I think they can bounce back. Um, but, um, I mean, it's just you want them to bounce back, but giving up eight goals the other night is just, you know, very uh, – dis- Well, Harry Carey very- used to say save some for tomorrow when the Cubs would score a lot of runs. Yeah. Maybe the Devils should have saved a couple. I think they might have got them all out of their system. Yeah, maybe they just kind of, you know, went overboard and scored all the goals they can, they can score, and, and the Hurricanes can bounce back tonight. I think they can. Uh, Celtics are like a seven-point favorite tonight at home. Just saw Harden, what he did, Embiid, Sixers. Are the Celtics really that much better than Philly? Can Philly win this series? Can they win it? Game five tonight. What do you think about that matchup? And will you be sleeping because you're doing a lot of yawning right now? I might be. Um, I'm very tired. Yeah, late night last night. No, I actually went to bed very early last night. You got up very early today. Yeah. So. Did you get a walk in? No, I didn't. Not today. But I'm. I actually I'm gonna tune into uh, to tonight's game. Celtics versus Sixers. Um, Embiid, the MVP of this year, finally getting Jokic out of that MVP chair but uh, he's fun to watch so is Harden playoff Harden's always fun to watch but those guys the Celtics are very good especially at home Uh, so very interesting to watch that one to see what they can do to bounce back against the Sixers I'm going to go Celtics at home I don't think it's going to be a 7 point or more deficit but I think the Celtics can knock them off at home tonight does Denver take speaking of uh, Jokic and chairs uh sent an elbow to a fan the other day uh that fan was the owner of the sons fan owner same thing <laughs> uh not suspended for the game uh, but he owes them uh twenty five thousand dollars nah dropping the bucket uh do the nuggets take back control of their series tonight against phoenix i believe so i think they'll bounce back uh Jokic is just unbelievable um uh and that's shown the past few years back-to-back mvps and uh, I think they'll bounce back tonight. All right, those games going on tonight. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Got O's baseball. They're in a big series right now with the Rays, and the Rays do what the Rays do. They beat the Orioles last night. Two nothing, I believe the score. Two or three to nothing. It was a shutout as Baltimore was shut out by McClanahan and the Rays. That game coming up tonight at 630. Uh, the young Rodriguez on the mound for Baltimore tonight against Eflin for the Rays, who is a perfect 4-0 on the year. Tampa Bay now 29-7 on the season. Just tremendous. Other games tonight, my Braves against Shirley's Red Sox. That one's on TBS tonight at 7-20. Charlie Morton and the Braves, a big favorite over Nick Pavetta and the Red Sox. Chandler's Nationals. What are the Nationals doing tonight? Are they West Coasting? Yes, they will be at san francisco and it'll be patrick corbin on the mound for the nationals who are five games under 500 That's somewhat respectable that, i mean i'll i'll take that all day 15 and 20 right now on the uh the young season but uh the braves running away with the east at the moment they're up uh well, seven games at last check right now atlanta is up seven games on the new york mets in the east and that is the largest division lead right now 
uh even even the rays are only six and a half up on the orioles right now uh so those games going on tonight buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck we'll have to see what happens with uh high school baseball as far as weather goes and uh ellerby sent out a text earlier i guess gavin williams will be throwing coming up wednesday at 11 is that right charlie that's correct all right so uh some morning gavin williams action in triple a coming up on wednesday and uh, we'll keep an eye on what he does and, uh, of course, what all the other minor leaguers are doing right now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because that means I get to watch uh, baseball because it's the minor league, I guess it's the free game of the day. And uh, so the minor leagues actually uh, airs a game for free that you can watch on uh, their website. So I'm going to catch that and uh, watch a little day baseball all right sounds good let's take a break we'll come back wrap up hour number two bryce williams gonna join us in hour three of today's program more to go pirate radio live on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at pr 9 FM. You can join the over 63,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Just saw Chip Alexander from the News and Observer tweet out that Ronta is still out for Carolina. So it'll be uh, Anderson in the Nets, I would assume, tonight as the Hurricanes take on the Devils in Game 4 uh, of that series. Uh, Chandler would you like to talk about your conspiracy theory on the air or was that off the air okay off the air uh, a couple of questions for y'all as we wrap up our number two would you rather hit a hole in one or bowl a perfect game hole in one charlie uh i'm gonna go hole in one i think i am as well that's got to be the best feeling in the world. I, I will say that... Just because I think that's just a little bit harder than bowling a perfect game. I think it's luckier. I think the bowling shows more skill than the yeah the hole-in-one. I'll say this, too. Are you okay over there? Yeah. All right. Um, there's more people around to see you bowl a perfect game than to see you hit your hole in one see that's the thing that's the thing that scares me is that if i my luck would be that i did it by myself and nobody would believe me that that i hit a hole in one you're right you have to have a witness but the thing is is that i never golf by myself yeah but i have to have somebody with me so you're uh (laughs) i love that you're doing this while pouring some powder into your water you just had to open it with your teeth it was it was very concerning to watch that's a lot of powder holy cow (laughs) 
All right. Would you rather hit for the cycle or record a quadruple double? Hit for the cycle. Charlotte? Hit for the cycle. All right. I wonder what those numbers say as far as what's more rare. I would guess quadruple double. Um, let's see. It's a list of from 2021 players to let's see nate thurman alvin robertson hakeem david robinson is that it so yeah uh quadruple double way more rare than the cycle what did you what was your answer shirley cycle cycle i think so too something about the uh and then that last at bat when you're down to your final whether it be a triple or a home run or even a single so exciting you know what you need the crowd knows it everybody knows it and you can accomplish that that would just feel more of a an achievement do you really know your stats if you're getting if you were to get a quadruple double what stats would you want them in points rebounds and then i guess I'm not going to go assist. I want to be blocking people. Blocks. I, I want to. Blo- I want to have at least ten blocks. And then you got ten steals somehow too. Yeah. If you don't use assist. Yeah. Well, I said points, rebounds, and then blocks. That would be a triple double. Oh, I quadruple. Yeah, I go steals. I go steals. <laughs> All right. But you're going cycle over the quadruple double. Yeah. All right. Uh, if th- if this is correct, we have not seen a quadruple double since the nineties. It can't be right. Is what? that right? A quadruple one? Yeah, I guess that's right. Only four players have recorded a quadruple double in the NBA. Wow. The last one being David Robinson. That's crazy. I know. I just uh, it would seem like it had ha- it would have occurred like, since then. Maybe like uh, Russ Russell Westbrook, James Harden lebron james you would think that one of those would have it but no that's crazy um jamie says the cycle is harder well mathematically it's not but yeah i guess you play more baseball games you're playing double the amount of games of baseball in each season i don't know i think the numbers say it's just more unlikely to get a quadruple double eric says here's what i don't get about the cycle I get it's rare, but wouldn't you rather hit four home runs? I guess. Yeah, but there's just something. I guess maybe if you're more of a baseball traditionalist, there's just something magical about hitting for the cycle. Yeah. It's I fun. mean, like, it, it it would mean, well, coming from someone who has never hit a home run, as much softball as I've ever played, I've never hit one out of the ballpark. I've had in the park home runs but to hit one out would just be the coolest thing last player to hit four home runs in a game jd martinez uh back in 2017 he did it um a couple months after scooter Jeanette did it for the reds hmm. for some reason i remember scooter Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> probably from that four home run game josh hamilton did it in 2012 and then you had you had a, uh, a good span of them here. Cameron, Mike Cameron, Sean Green, Carlos Delgado did it in a matter of a year. I remember Mark Wittens back in 1993. 
So that has been a uh, a rare feat as well. Four home runs in one game. Would you rather hit four home runs in one game or hit for the cycle? Uh, four home runs. I think I'd rather hit for the cycle. There's something cool about the cycle. Uh, yeah, I mean, but four home runs. Imagine all the RBIs you can get. Maybe yeah. you have a guy on. <laughs> you might have two on at one at bat. Bases loaded on one at bat. Yeah. Maybe a solo. Well, at the, the list I'm looking at of the four home run games, the most RBIs in those games, 18, Joe Adcock, 18, Josh Hamilton, Sean Green. Oh, I'm sorry. That's total basis. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. 12 is the most. Mark Witten uh, had 12 in one game. Uh, Scooter had 10 in his game. Mm. So, uh, So there you go. Just Interesting. Throwing out some uh some hypotheticals here. I don't know. I mean, hitting a home run is just cool no matter what, but I don't know. I I I do have a soft spot for the cycle. I would love to see a scenario where I could hit a triple and what all would have to transpire for me to get all the way to third base. <laughs> kind of like a Bartolo Colon type of situation. Yeah, without an error. I mean, that ball, I'd have to hit it in a spot where it would take some weird bounces, probably. Maybe if it's sharp enough off the wall to bounce all the way back. So yeah. it hits off the wall, and then the left fielder just completely overplays it. Yeah. It well, ricochets off the wall, goes and, past him. And he falls down. He falls down, turns an ankle. That's not an error. Nah. But he's down. Like his bone is sticking out of his leg. <laughs> center fielder has to run all the way over uh so in that case it's not an error i might could get to third base for my triple and the wind played a factor because the center fielder was shading more towards the right they had a major shift on they had a major shift on and then you just yanked it left and he badly misread the ball so the center fielder broke towards right field instead of breaking towards left so when it ricochets he's got a long way to run uh yeah that uh that would be the scenario eric says an inside the park home run is quite the feat as well those are always fun they always involve an outfielder like crashing on a wall or something or a weird bounce just very little league ish very yeah yep. or if someone was playing you way too shallow because they think you can't hit and you burn them i like uh, mlb the show you can play in the classic ballparks that were like 550 feet fences uh, and you hit one over their heads polo grounds. and it just yeah. rolls for it oh, just polo polo grounds. i used to love playing with my friends and then just having the fastest player like i would yeah. have d gordon on my team hit it in the gap people used to make fun of me because when i used to make my own team i used to always want d gordon on my team and lead off with d gordon some people think you're strange d strange gordon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well done there mm-hmm. i got that reference mm-hmm. but like just hitting one in the gap in the polo grounds used to be so fun and like you said to watch the ball roll and to see your player just keep <laughs> running in center field to the ball it's just so far away and you're like halfway to third by the time they get the ball yeah yeah well i in high school i hated it because if you got uh back in the day when i farmville central used to play green central they didn't have a fence so if the ball if got past, one, yeah, yeah. If the ball got hit past you, you were running for days because there was just so it was like we were playing in the middle of a pasture, and uh, you know, really the only way the ball would stop is if it trickled over by the tree line where the wood started. So you know, you could have that kind of situation. I mean, obviously not in a ballpark, not in a major league one. 
right, let's take a break. Um, I do want to say this. If you have pictures out there, tag us on Twitter and post pictures of the hail. I'm seeing people post on Facebook. Look at this. Well, we just put one up, uh, I think, from Paul Russell and Aiden. Look at oh, wow. There's Aiden. So I that got, is a it looks. It looks Kevin, like snow. It looks like snow. That Kevin is nuts. Is an Aiden. He just that looked like somebody pictures. just dumped a cooler out oh my full of gosh. ice. That oh, is that's insane. crazy. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we return, Bryce Williams joins us. I have an open letter on Power 5, Group of 5 branding from Mike Oreska. That we'll get oh, to. I can't wait till you read this. Uh, we got that and more coming up. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. It's so good to do if you know You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans, plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock here with you. Joined in studio by Bryce I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Bryce, how the <laughs> heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, Did you get caught in any hail or anything on the way here? You know, I did not get caught in that. It was hailing at the house. I didn't realize I was taking a quick little power snooze. And I'm like, that sounds awful different than rain. Look outside, it's hailing. And of course, I was like, well, dad, come up and don't mess up the truck. But she good. She good? She good. I ain't got no power at my homestead. Oh, we're close. It might be a while because we got a line down right in front of our Up in the old Pacation? Yep. It was uh, was pretty rough over there. Are you uh, Aiden side? Like going towards Farmville Pacosin or Winterville Pacosin? How close are we, I wonder? I'm uh I'm I'm Winterville. Winter oh yeah. See that's out of Pacosa. Yeah. We're probably as the crow flies, not too far. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh Bryce, let's see. Let me uh we've got an open letter from Mike Oresco. Now Mike Oresco, um commissioner of the American. Can we have Mike Oresco read it? Yeah, here? maybe. But you know, he he tried the power six thing we got the power the p6 flag patrick mason doesn't like it you uh you carry it into battle on your football saturday he hates that and shank punts not a uh not a power six flag guy but i don't know what the the message is 
here's the thing if you have all the toys and all the money and everything you don't want to share it with anybody so he is basically saying or has in the past of the american hey we're one of the the big fellas we're in the club we're not outside of the club it's not power five it's power six and we're a part of that right so we are uh, show us the money give us the tv deals give us the respect the recognition and everything that comes with it most specifically the money the cash the cash the greenbacks the moolah the cheese the the blue 100 the ched (laughs) um now on the flip side of that he has also talked about how it's not fair you have these power five schools getting all the money getting all the tv deals the tv rights the inclusion into postseason tournaments that other schools are not afforded so which is it i mean it's it's bottom line everybody's selfish and if we if mike oresco is in the power six if that was actually a thing then i don't think he'd be clamoring for the sun belt and for the mountain west to get their due because he's not doing that right now he, he wants what's best for his conference and for his schools and for himself so it's a bit hypocritical i think mm-hmm. the way it is hey we're a part of this big club but wait we're not really and it's not fair that we're not so i don't know but anyway he put out an open letter i don't know i don't think i want to read the whole thing but there is a quote that's got a lot of big words in it and i don't know if i can uh <laughs> pronunciate them all I uh, says it's it is time to retire the p5 moniker so now he's ready to get rid of the power five moniker when he promoted power six for all those years <laughs> it is time to retire the p5 moniker and shift the focus and nomenclature <laughs> to the 10 fbs conferences we at the americans strongly support that concept and urge the media to focus on the 10 fbs conferences each fbs conference should be judged and characterized on whether it has achieved elite status on whether it is powerful in its own right and not as the beneficiary of an arbitrary label so it looks like (laughs) we're moving away from power six and we're saying hey power five the way you run things is not fair and we, unless you want to let us in, and then it'll be fair. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, it's confusing. What side of the tracks he's on? You know. Yeah. Well, right now we're on the wrong side of town. Uh, exactly. And he's trying to. He, he's talking to the folks at uh, with the county, trying to get them to redistrict <laughs> to move the tracks over a little bit. Uh-huh. So we're on the right side of town. Uh, but right now we are not, and he is calling shenanigans on it. And the whole thing is, if we were in one of these conferences, we wouldn't be in discussion. We wouldn't care about what's happening with App State Mm -hmm. and Charlotte and whoever else, Mm -hmm. Tulane and all them. Uh, But right now we do care because we are not in the cool club. We are not in the money club right Mm -hmm. now. So I don't know. I don't know what the next big shift is going to be with college athletics, but all we can do bryce is win games Mm -hmm. and whatever sport we're competing in just try to win get the best coaches you can use the the money you do get um as smart as possible Mm -hmm. to bring in athletes to give your athletes the best to pay for the best coaches you can afford and that's all we can do right now 
so anyway just passing that along i don't know where do you stand on the power five power six i know where folks stand they don't like it yeah but do you not like it because we ain't in it or do you not like it because you are a fair person and even if ecu was in it you would be okay with yeah i don't know there's a lot of people love you know the the way we work here in democracy but for sports it's we want more of a socialism i guess we want everybody to be equal right is that i i I guess yeah but one thing that you said that sort of stands out it's like okay it'd be nice to be in the power five but you know we're not and what you were saying about well the only thing we can really do is when the games were given and you know i'd say dominate the conference we're in and you know obviously do the whole coach you know get the best coaches you can recruit the best you can and if you win enough games um i mean you'll get recognized and you know i would think rewarded uh wager mcgee our old buddy texted me some power rankings and i don't know what this publication is from but it has power rankings for the american heading into 2023 the football season number one newcomer bryce utsa the roadrunners who were um i believe top 25 to finish the year Mm -hmm. hovering around there the entire year in 2022 number two no shocker tulane Mm. Uh, coming off a monster year last year a magical year for them problem is with some of these teams can they turn that into two years three years a dynasty mm-hmm. what they have done is kept their head coach so that's a right. good start yeah. willie fritz number three memphis kind of never know with them up and down yeah. and took a big fall off uh losing some head coaches in the past uh norvell and then even coaches before that so they are trying to they have not been able to keep it consistent due to coaches leaving and things like that Number four, East Carolina. Mm. That's Come, pretty good. Coming off a bowl win. Yeah. Uh, Mike Houston intact. Coordinators intact. Mm-hmm. You did have some coaching turnover with the assistants. You had a ton of player turnover, especially on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Reasons yeah. for, I don't know about concerns, but questions. And if you ask me, I do have concerns about this power football team. Yeah. We'll get more of that later. SMU at number five, FAU newcomer at number six, UAB newcomer at seven, North Texas newcomer at eight, number nine USF, number ten Tulsa, number eleven Navy. Boy, have they fallen! Number twelve newcomer Rice, number thirteen newcomer Charlotte, and and the whole thing about building a program making it a winner but not being able to keep it stable how about temple number 14 Mm. last when they were well bryce you were here when they had just started their rise yeah you were in a very unfortunate game in philadelphia that we talk about Mm. in 2014 and 2015 and you were able to see what matt rule i guess matt rule but before that, Golden, and they had a string of good coaches there, uh, Jeff Collins, what they were building. And they kept they kept making good hires and keeping it going, and then they finally missed up on a hire, and it caught them, and it caught them quick, and now they're bottom of the barrel mm. in the conference. So it can go that fast. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical from earlier in the show, Bryce, that we did uh, in hour one. 
you can go one and one in these games you win one you lose one mm. good news you can't lose them both bad news you can't win them both <laughs> you got to go one and one mm. michigan gardner webb who you beating who you losing to <laughs> think about it and, and get back to me in the next 10 seconds i mean i think dang that's hard uh i'm thinking it's not hard i'm thinking beating michigan and lose to gardner webb maybe uh, I mean, it's your call it. I, it's your call dang i'm I mean, on the other side you'd rather because i guess you're thinking oh michigan like if we lose it's you know okay we lost michigan if we lose the garden web it's like oh crap but with that you get a win over michigan i know so because mm, i don't know you beat michigan at the big house i think i would rather live with that than darn we lost the garden web but then we won out Whoa, nobody's saying win out. I, I, In I, fact, I'm yeah. saying if you lose to Gardner Webb, you ain't winning out. Oh, well, you can't get out this. I mean, how do you explain that Gardner Webb loss after you beat Michigan? We asked the bed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the we were on Chloe. We no, we but were, it's so you're going with I mean the notoriety that comes with a, a major upset like Michigan. You go, hey, look, I upset Michigan in the big house. I asked the bed against Cardinal Webb. If we woke us back up from our dream. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't be a dream if you actually did it, but you know what I'm saying, from our high. And then we just well, okay, okay, let's say let's let's play let's play this game here. <laughs> got nothing better to do. We do got to get the Pirate Radio outdoors. Uh, a big update coming up. You beat Michigan. You follow that up with a win over Marshall. We're having two thousand eight all over again, folks. Yeah, yeah. You you beat App State. What are you ranked at that point? Are we top ten? Because like in two thousand eight, when they beat West Virginia and Virginia Tech, they got up to like number thirteen. I want to say. Yeah at least top 15 so um are we cracking are we number 10 in the nation going into that gardner webb game <laughs> and then gardner webb beats east carolina and knocks us out of the top 25 and we never recover uh we'll see you could go you wake up say darn what the heck what happened and then we just went out we just win we win 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 lose win 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 <laughs> Um, I don't know about when, because just thinking that I mean you're riding high, daggum, all the way through, and then you know something happens in Gardner Webb, and you're like, dang it, you know, and then you wake up and sweet clean house. As far as the clean house on your on your uh, schedule, that is. <laughs> Normally, that's not used, I guess, in winning, but yeah robert's uh, asking where ken ken niamatololo is now he is coaching with somebody is it nfl ken niamatololo went no ucla mm. all right so uh he took an advisory role with the bruins what chandler choose garner webb beat garner webb dang yeah Bryce, you lose to Gardner Webb. We're talking about know, Mike Houston's job, the cu- the fifth quarter uh, call-in show. Are you kidding me? Everybody's cussing like you on the phone. I know, dang. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dang. I mean, they're both non-conference. True. Ah, I don't know. You, I see your scenario though. You just had a You're saying you beat Michigan. Like that is just a complete 
Yeah, those like, boys living with that. Freak. No one's going to remember all you where you lost to Gardner Webb. Yeah, but then we won out in bowl, one bowl game. And Again, we, you're going with the scenario I if am. you. All right, well, fine. In my scenario, yeah. you lose to Michigan <laughs> and go 11 and 1. That's pretty good. We're going back to the people. How are you going to go 11 and 1 if you lose to Michigan if we don't? Don't we lose to Gardner Webb? My Price. bad. My bad. <laughs> Never mind. Stick with me on my, my fake my scenario here. My bad. I would, that would have been two losses. You said we can only lose one to that. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I'm going. All right. You're going Mich- beat Michigan. I think I'm going. God, but I mean, it'd be a painful Gardner Webb loss. Dang, gum it. You know what? If that happens, I'm going to make you sit here in the fifth quarter with me and take the calls. I'll bring it on. <laughs> All right. There, that, I, I need to do that. That's the ones. deal. How about that? Yeah. If ECU beats Michigan and loses to Gardner Webb, you got to be on the post. Bring game. it on. I'd like to get you in here for a post game this year. You, what, are you doing? Limit, what are the limitations as far as which? I mean, obviously, I, I guess people do they just, just vent? I mean, I've seen you hammer on some people, which is well, it's great. Sometimes I enjoy it. I would yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, I'll have to do that. All right. Let me ask this if we lose to Gardner Webb in this scenario, is it a bad? Does that become the worst loss in ECU football? Does it? Does it become Dang. worse than the A and T game? Yeah, I think so. After beating Michigan, yeah, yeah. So he what goes, but but winning at Michigan, exactly number two in the nation, is that easily our best win. Best win in the ever. history. I think it sweeps the clean. You don't you don't remember that season? You say, oh, they lost the Garden of Web, but then we. One out. You have a two-game season where you have your best win in football <laughs> history and your no worst loss. All in a month. <laughs> yeah, all in a month. Hey, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Eric says Bryce will get his mic cut in about five minutes. Oh, no. If you're on the fifth quarter. Probably gets verbiage. Maybe. <laughs> verbiage. Are you restricted on verbiage? Because I guess it is radio still, in it? Yeah, I guess... Uh, I don't know. For that one, we might have to go YouTube, Facebook only, so we can uh, just you can case. say whatever you want to say. Uh, Get it all out I there. Can't let, sometimes my fired up mouth can't let some people know what that is. Robert says, "Does how you lose matter? Unfortunate turnover injuries. So yeah, maybe in that Gardner Webb game, right? Just a whole series of unfortunate events. Uh, everybody gets twenty four hour COVID. Yeah, and we have to run fifth stringers out there. Exactly. Right. You know what? Dang, Bryce. Yeah. Because you got a lot of. And you lose a heart fault game with our um, practice squad exactly. guys. Exactly. 27 to 24. No, it, all red shirts are burned. Like everybody, you know. <laughs> and, everybody, but they play their tails off. They play their tails off. And they then they don't play the rest. I tell you of the what, year. you you're starting to bring me. If if that scenario happens, yeah, right, I might want that Michigan win. Dang right. All right. Well, that's something to think about. You don't know what can happen. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, when we return, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Bryce got him one, and we got the photographical evidence to prove it. We'll talk about that and his big hunt and his big get when we return, and we'll make you a winner. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is... 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We got a question. We got a turkey question for Bryce. I think I saw another question for Bryce. I got to find that. But um, we're going to make you a winner coming up in just a little bit. But Bryce was a big winner this weekend, just in the nick of time, right? Mm. Uh, Clock's running down. We drew up a play. Chandler set a screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Shirley uh, inbounded the ball, gave it to me. Bryce went around top of the key. Uh-huh. I found him. Yep. And right at the buzzer, bang. Mm-hmm. Bang. Bryce, tell us about it. I tell you, it was a long turkey season. That's for sure. I mean, I probably hunted. Turkey season was, I guess you say, roughly a month. They say 30 days. I bet I was in the woods. I bet at least at least half of that, which is a lot of hunting, a lot of early mornings, and if not a little more, like just scout. I mean, I'm, I'm saying 20 times, 20 times I've been either like listening or just attempting to find birds. And um, so this past Friday morning, we go out there, set up on like a logging road, kind of down like in a swamp area, had a general idea where they were, and ends up we were right in their bedroom so which means like we pretty much were there where they were roosted and we didn't really know it but it was a good thing so i was like oh man they're firing off right near i mean like 50 yards away we're thinking oh this is gonna happen they're gonna come up the logging road and it's just gonna be like clockwork well sure enough as turkeys do they do the opposite you think they're gonna do and they actually ended up getting close, but it was so thick. All you could sort of see was like a tip of like the fans and the head and stuff. So you never really got a shot at them. So fast forward to after that hunt, we're like, all right, I'll just slip back here. You know, Jay had to go to the beach. My buddy had to go somewhere, like go to the beach as well. So I was like, well, I'm just going to come tomorrow morning and set up right around this, you know, general vicinity of them because you would think that's where they're going to be roosted. Well, Saturday morning comes, I get there. I mean, I'm sitting down at like 5.40, 5.45, just waiting for them to fly down, do their thing, and, you know, make it a fairly easy hunt. Well, of course, I get there at 5.45, and I hear the first gobble, like, at 5.45, but it's across the clear cut into another set of woods. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, well, I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it a little time, because the first gobble Friday morning was at 6.04, and... You know, I was, I was looking at my clock. Six o'clock comes, nothing. Six o four comes, nothing. Six ten, nothing. Six fifteen, nothing on my end. And all in the meantime, this turkey had to have been him. 
were just firing off the whole time. I said, you know what? It's the last day. I'm going to make a decision, and I'm going to stick with it. Because I've sort of getting these little battles with yourself. Like one part, one of you saying, y'all do this, the other's this, and then say, well, what if you do this? And then it might ruin this chance here. And yada, yada, yada. I said, screw it. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to go after this bird. I'm going to cross the clear cut, call to him, and I'm going I'm to live with it. If it don't work out, so be it. So I get across the clear cut, calling. He's firing off. I sort of set up. Well, I see him pop out about, I don't know, 150 to 175 yards. I'm glassing him, and which is I'm looking through, them, but I, through my binoculars to him. And I'm calling to him, and he's gobbling back. So I kind of play it slow, let him sort of get impatient to come my way. Well, I guess and later in the season, they're more patient and they want the hen to come to them. So I bet it went on for 20, 25 minutes of me watching him, calling, just trying to wait him out, you know, and for him to come my way because it would have been great. Well, I said, you know what? Yet again, last day of the season, I got to make some moves. So he was kind of in some grass, a little lower than my knees. And every time his head went down, I knew he couldn't see me. So every time his head went down, I sort of get up, gain ground on him get up game you know just kept inching forward like it's set up and i'm sort of laying just sort of laying against the tall grass with the clear cut versus the logging road and i hear and it's a hen clucking and i didn't she must have come out behind me and i'm like you gotta be kidding me she's about to spook these other birds because in this in the mean throughout this whole process like six more hens came in the field Two more jakes, and I'm like, man, there is a lot of eyes out here. And then I'm gonna think, I said, well, I guess I'm gonna have to, you know, get on my belly and I'm gonna crawl. And I probably crawled, like belly crawled for, I mean, probably I would think anywhere from 60 to 70 yards on my belly, just itching forward in this grass. But it was like real sparse, sparse. Like it wasn't thick grass, it was just enough to sort of keep me hitting a little bit like i said it's no probably halfway up my shin just enough to be level with it and uh i mentioned forward looking up and i mean i saw him breed two hens in the meantime strutting away uh hens were messing with each other i mean it was uh quite the deal there so i was like okay if i can get to where the sun and the shade meet in this grass area because you know you want to stay in the shadows and i think i'll be in range well sure enough finally get there like if you look in the video i do i mean i'm like dirt all the front side of my body and i said if i can get here i'll be good sure enough i get there sort of posted up my gun's kind of off to my side and the two jakes started coming my way and i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me they're gonna walk this logging road and like they're gonna see me then i like move because i mean once they see movement they would have been so close to me but I said, you know what, maybe not. And they sort of started veering right. And I was like, that Tom's going to come to those Jakes. I know it. Because he's going to try and like strut and kind of big boy them. And, you know, kind of say, oh, no, no, this is this is my area. Well, sure enough, he did that. It's not easy to get my gun. I'm laying on my belly at this point. Or like I was. I never got up. So I was on my belly. Had my gun up. And as soon as like, I realized he was strutting and then was went to face me, you know, I went boom. And I knew I hit him, but he... he jumps up and flies so i have my pump shotgun so you know i kind of shoot i guess you know kind of brought back the uh, pump a little bit and the receiver back well, i went to 
went to uh, you know load another one and it kind of jammed. And like I said, all this is happening within like milliseconds of each other. I go, so shoot, boom, kind of pop back, gets jammed. I look down, throw the empty shell out, rack it. He's flying. I go, boom, and shoot him out of the air, and he lands in the woods. And I, you know, run up to him, and he's flopping. He's got a, it was 11 and a half inch beard. His spurs weren't too big, but he had a really pretty beard on him, and um, I was just fired up. It wow. was, uh, it was quite the what a ending. Tale. And it was, it was only me out there, and uh, I had a good time. So it was uh, very rewarding <clears throat> and uh, pretty funny that it all happened at the. That kind of hunt happened at the last day, and it happened with kind of like my new turkey gun that I decided to pursue making during turkey season. So it all it was pretty good. So what uh, is the status of that turkey now? What do you what is he, being done with that turkey? So he's been eight already. Wow. Um, oh yeah, we made like turkey nuggets out of his breast and stuff. Man, telling LRB, you know that I mean the breasts are. I mean they're the size of. You know, a, a notebook, a sheet of paper, you know, and uh, cut them up, fry them up. You know, got that. But I got the fan drying, you know, got the beard and the spurs. So I was going to make a plaque, but my buddy back home in Davidson County, um, he's making some. So, because he was able to shoot two this year. So he said, well, you want one? I said, well, sure. So he's uh, he's gone. He He's in the woods, but everything else is eight and uh setting up drying well there you go bryce williams yeah what a story yeah. hopefully those at home could follow that one yeah <laughs> went on a little bit jamie said i'm not sure what's happened up to this point jamie said he went to sleep <laughs> yeah it was a little i told you i was going to need some time because i wanted to kind of give a lead up to oh yeah i mean you, you described was. it all yeah Robert said, Robert, this is a very personal question. He said, what choke tube do you use? I'd never ask another man that. <laughs> it's it's uh, Carlson's uh, 660 um, Restriction Longbeard. All right. XR. There you go, Robert. Asked and answered. Bryce Williams, Pirate Outdoors, congratulations. What's next on Thank the uh, to-do list, Bryce? Well, it is fishing. It's going to be fishing. Fishing it on the, and then boating with uh anna and everybody and hope to catch you know some trout some uh topwater trout you know trout topwater reds um some bull drum and you know some offshore fishing so um yeah and oh hopefully i guess on the boating world hopefully possibly father-in-law jay might be getting another getting a boat maybe so like you know to go like a new center console well not new but New, I guess you could say another one. So hopefully so, so then we can go offshore. All right. There you go. Bryce Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors. He is a winner. Folks, now it's time for you to get your own special turkey in the form of the booty bag. Yeah. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Grab your phones, crawl on your belly mm. through the living room, and make the call right now. 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? A shrimp taco lunch, courtesy mm. of Chico's. Sounds like a plan. What caller are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller number eight. And when we come back from the break, I have a interesting story for Bryce. A little mm. cool, neat story for Bryce. Cool, neat story on the way after you win. Back with you after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your uh, skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville who picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and lead to Chico's. Uh, enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are also available for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Because the spa is so close to the bar in that wording, sometimes you sound like a Yankee and you go beauty bar. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you're from New York and not Farmville when you read that sometimes. All right. Um, I got I got a question for Bryce. Jamie wanted to ask that we uh, we talked about earlier in the show, but Shirley, you got something for Bryce first? Yes. Um, I uh, got a text from my friend Chris, and uh, he wanted me to let uh, Bryce know this little cool story. Chris he, Bridges? Ludacris Bridges? Uh, Chris floyd oh, okay never mind um he uh, told me that he went to the birmingham bowl and uh when bryce made the catch into the end zone against florida this man stood right up behind him and yelled that's my grandson <laughs> he said he got to meet and hang out with bryce's granddad for the rest of the game oh wow that's great so that's uh, he cool. wanted me to mention that so. that's my grandson <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah well, good deal. Yeah, so That's cool. I told him I would share that story Yeah, with thank you. you. That was cool. No matter how old you get, uh, they still uh, love their the grandbabies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. Good story, Shirley. Good stuff. All right, uh, Bryce, another hypothetical. Okay. Now, you're a former player. Mm-hmm. You uh, blood, sweat, tears on that field. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to play them out, I know. But right now... I'm gonna give you East Carolina goes six and six this year, and we're not even gonna play. We're just I'm gonna give you a bowl game, uh-huh. and and you're gonna take it, and uh-huh. that's gonna be the record. Or you can say no, let's play this thing out. Let's let's see. We're getting more than six. Yeah. What are you doing? Playing it out. Yeah. I knew you'd say that, and I get why you would say yeah. that. I think the point of the question is though, a lot of unknowns here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean ton of ton of we looked earlier we watching nfl live the panthers have a new quarterback running back and three receivers and tight end hayden hurt like they got a whole new deal this year for ecu it's going to be very similar except you got calhoun and you do have running backs Mm -hmm. but your offensive line uh, has lost some pieces yeah uh your top three four pass catchers are gone Mm mm-hmm and of course the quarterback so man uh, you you got a lot to just a ton like i don't know i, I haven't looked it up but like 97 percent of your offensive production yeah. has to be replaced basically yeah oh most definitely um yeah because if yeah 
I couldn't settle for six and six. Now, if you end up six and six, but you know that is what it is. But yeah, I, I have to play them out. Just uh, yeah, play them out. Yeah, get to seven, get to eight, mm-hmm. maybe get to four or five. Yeah, yeah. There's your risk. True. There, that is true. Bryce, uh, how many full speed plays routes can Bryce give us if you took him to Daddy Ficklin Stadium right now? How much of a game <laughs> could you play? Oh God. <laughs> oh you. Uh, I think I could go. I mean, I'll, I could go. You know, hundred yards. You know, I think if I could go to whole kind of deal. I don't know if that was the answer. How many plays, or just how many plays? So y'all ran. You, uh, Riley always said we want to run a hundred. Yeah, you million. did that a couple times, but like, yeah, you ran what 75, 80 plays. You know, whatever. Yeah, eighty plays. I mean, of course, you got your breaks in between there, yeah. but I mean, I think I could do a. Could you do a full two minute drill right I now? I think I could do a two minute. You, I, th- I think because you'd be looking like you did at a Florida game where yeah, they kept throwing you the ball. Exactly. <laughs> then I'll ask the, whoever picks me up, are you okay? <laughs> hey, are you good? You think you could do a two-minute drill, though, right now? I, I think so. I mean, right. I would be pretty winded because, I mean, obviously, two-minute drill, you're typically not going like bombs. So it's like 10, yeah. 15 yards. Just Running little makes sprints. It, you know, um, now you hope for a big play. And you can do that, but uh, I mean, I think I could do it. I, I'm pretty sure I could do a two minute drill. All right, I'm pretty sure I could. I do, for like strength wise, because you still go to the gym a lot. So mm-hmm. are you doing like, where are you strength wise now compared to your peak as a football player? Um, I would say I'm still pretty good. Um, the I could probably get two twenty five, at least for twenty still. I think I can still. So you don't think you've like fallen off much from that standpoint? Not too terribly much, maybe a little, but not like too much. I wouldn't think. You see a lot of these guys when they get out of football, their bodies just change completely. Especially these like O linemen, they shrink down and it almost right. Like Jeff Saturday is always an example I use. Joe uh, Thomas is one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jordan Gross of the Panthers is one. He got very skinny. The most recent one is Russell Okung. If you haven't seen the transformation of Russell Okung yet, you have to see it. It is insane. You can't even – I think it's the most craziest transition out of all the former offensive linemen. And he's only been out of the league a few years. I know that picture you're talking about. It is quite freaky looking. Um, and we'll see if we can pull that up. But, bro, yeah. So, jeez, yeah, it's uh, so he played at three ten, and now he's a skinny fella. Wow! But you, uh, and you were you put on some weight finally, but you always talked about how it was tough for you to keep it on and gain weight. Yep. You just you're not going to have that dramatic of a change because you could never really get that big, right? In the first yeah, place, no, right? Like the heaviest I ever was was um, like two sixty five. Um, which was, you know, in reality, too big for me. Right now, I'm hanging around like 246 to 250. Some just fluctuating, say, so say 245, 250, just somewhere in the that range. But um, I, I kind of try to just keep my strength relevant, you know, just because I don't want to get weak. Like a few times this year, it was I was doing like shoulders at the gym, and a buddy of mine was back squatting, and he had 405 on there. And he was like second guessing himself, and I wasn't—I didn't do anything. I just was doing shoulders, so I clearly wasn't formed up. And I said, "Come on, man, you can do that." And I said, "He's like, well, come here and do it." I said, "All right." And I just go boom and hit do four or five for two on back squat like it was nothing. Mm. And uh, then 
he was benching. He had 315 on there, and I think I was doing legs that day. And, of course, I was looking at him. He was taking forever. I said, would you hurry up? He said, what, you want to do it? I said, yeah, I guess. And I just do 315. Just And then, so, um, yeah, thankfully, I don't think I've lost too much. Yeah. I don't plan to. If anything, you know, maybe get stronger. So who knows? All right. Uh, final question. We'll take our final break. Jamie says, if you were to get an ECU theme tattoo, what would you get? An ECU theme, I guess it's got to be ECU, uh, which I actually, ironically, I do plan to extend, like, you know, fill in my half sleeve in a pirate thing. Um, I'd probably go, I mean, it would, it would it, I'd probably try and incorporate, if it's got to be the ECU, it'd probably be, you know, almost like the whole, you know, Pirate Nation thing. I'd probably incorporate that somewhere in it. Or, like, or maybe like the Scully, you know, the yeah. older Scully, some incorporated in there. Somewhere. How about just a cool, like, 80? An 80 would be cool. I mean, again, and make it purple and gold, maybe in the ECU font. Yeah, have that. Your number. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, um, Zeke has 44 somewhere like in, his, break, sure. in his shoulder. And then Grove, you know, he didn't like ECU to, uh, skull, but like a pirate skull. And like in the forehead is like an engraved 53, which looks pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like um, it. So I'd like to do something like that. All right, final break. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a down day for the market. The Dow was down 56 points at 33,561. The NASDAQ was down 77 points at 12,179. The S&P was down 18 at 4,119. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Clip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Bryce Williams. Congratulations on your turkey tears. Thank you. All right. We'll uh, check back in with you next week and uh, talk more pirate football here this offseason with Bryce. We'll see if we can come up with more uh, hypotheticals for Bryce. Bryce also requested some old uh, classic fifth quarter calls. So remind me to do that next Tuesday as well when uh, Bryce is here in Hour 3. All right, we'll see you fine folks Wednesday, 3 o'clock, all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be watching the Pirates, so come hang out with us and watch some ECU baseball. We'll have fun coming up Wednesday. For the crew here at Pirate Radio, I'm Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.